thousand miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles of hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh... me celebrate. Don't be speaking your mind over here. <laughs> you see, you see how uh, what's his name, Mike Michael? What's his name, Michael? Oh, uh, our friend. Yeah, I don't know where he's doing. Mike anyway. was probably like, "Yo, man, you about to fuck shit up? Uh huh. You fucking up my bag. I'm trying to go home to my white chick tonight. No. <laughs> why is that the overarching? Y'all come on, man. For, why <laughs> is the overarching telling the truth for this on, episode? Man. You might not like it, but that's facts. What, it's his not... white bitch. Yeah, that's probably who he married to. Oh God. Why is it like a white loving nigga? Mm. Overarching thing. Like you put this white queen on the pedestal. I see what we're going to do. White queen. <laughs> Bad boy South. Block KSP. I see you, block. 82. Boys in the hood. I like this. Right this is my song in college. Let's ride. Right. Boys in the hood, niggas. R.I.P. Boys in the hood. As we proceed. Happy Monday, happy Give Monday, happy Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's the boys in the hood, sell anything we try. Five in the morning on the corner clock. Yeah, we roll with them, nigga, try to stop. And you can get it anywhere, anybody. Them boys got hurt, them boys got paid. Them boys got hurt, them boys got paid. Them boys got clocked, them boys got paid. It's a once in a lifetime album, man, too. Taking too long to lock up, bring it back, bring it back. You was sold in the way, so bring a stack, bring a stack. I wouldn't need. I just during the time where all the songs make you feel like you was a drug dealer. Yeah, probably you will. <laughs> we'll swap it out, swap it out. If it's still in the rap, we'll swap it out. Let me hop off in the shower and get myself together. I'ma need about an hour, about an hour. I got real clientele, we ain't breaking shit down, we don't need no scales. Right. He worth a meal on the low, plus the other man said there's a light chance of snow. Boys in the hood sell anything we try. Five in the morning on the corner clock. Yeah, we roam with them, nigga, try to stop. And you can get it anywhere, anybody. Them boys got hurt, them boys got Man, it's your boy Jumpman Jones, and now live inside episode 82 of the Kick Your Shit Podcast. We are 82, right? 82 is correct. Yes. 82 is correct. I am joined here by the crew. You know what it is to my left. The one, the only, Jukebox Johnny, a.k.a. Crown Daddy, but the ladies call him Crown Poppy. You catch him infused on Saturday nights, $5 crown, triple shots all night on your boy. Daddy, are you on the radio? What up, Jukebox? Brrrr. I'm still working on this one. To my right, the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, the vocabulary queen, Miss Nikki. Hey, hey. All right, we're here today to deliver the conversation. Deliver. True, true. Deliver the conversation. Give you a little update on these politics. Give you a little update on this news. Here's to liberate some things that went on this week. Listen, I want to thank everybody that listened to the last episode of the podcast. We appreciate you. If you haven't yet, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't yet and you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow. If you're on CastBox, go ahead and subscribe there. Also, Google Play, SoundCloud. Hit that follow button. 
Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so you can get these episodes when they drop every Monday. Also, if you're not uh, with us on social media, we're on Facebook, KSP. We're on Instagram as uh, Kickin' Shit Pod. And we're on Twitter as Kickin' Shit Pod. So catch up with us. Uh, website will be back up at the top of the year. Visit kickinshitpod.com. Um, we got some new things we're going to roll out in the beginning of the year. Um, this is the perfect time to actually sign up for new podcasts because all the traveling for holidays and stuff. Yes. Because that's very easy to turn that on and just drive. True. That's what Agreed. I've been doing. Hopefully people do that. They should. Agreed. Can't listen to the read all day. Ugh. Well, the read was 30 minutes last week. They they've been have. they've been having shorter episodes Probably since okay. they're on TV now. Yeah, they, kind of how Jesus and Mero are. They're like, fuck it, we're not doing an episode this week. They mm-hmm. like, you they're know, like, you can go see it on TV. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which the busier you get, I can understand. It does take about three to four hours to uh, record a podcast. Don't worry. Well, we get on the TV. 45-minute episodes. Shit, I ain't going to be on the episodes no more. (laughs) (laughs) The episode they did last week was short, but I didn't know that ComplexCon, they did another thing, and they had Lena Waithe, and they talked about... uh, Queen of Slim? Queen of Slim. Oh, for real? I didn't know that she was even there. Me either. Because so like, okay. they wanted to have that secret content. Yeah. So that was pretty dope. It's they probably recorded that before we even came in for probably. our shit. Mm-hmm. Probably before Kid Free put on those tight ass blockbuster pants. That shit was hilarious. Wait, they had blockbuster logos on them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like bring it down the side. I don't think I got, got a picture of the display. For oh, okay. Yeah, they had like a old like a blockbuster store in the complex con mm-hmm. and they were selling oh. blockbuster merch. I would have bought a shirt. Yep. He did. That's what's up. He bought pants. Yeah, he bought pants. the sweatpants. I knew you was looking at his ass. Duh, that's a kid fairy fine as hell, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, man. How was everybody's Thanksgiving, man? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. It was good, man. We had um, some little Caribbean infused this year. We had some uh, curry chicken <laughs> and oxtails. Everybody Welcome. took this shit home. Welcome. Yeah, killed it. I was happy my family got to experience oxtails because a lot of people in my family, uh, my cousin girl. Okay. Um, and a lot of people just like, I ain't never had oxtails before. I always hear about them. So I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad they all got to try oxtails. Charlotte does not have the Caribbean background that they need in order to provide Caribbean food for people. True. Like there, like, is there really a good place to get oxtail in Charlotte? Nah, you, nah not really. The best place is the one that's $10 cause it's $10. And that when it's gone, good. it's gone. It ain't even good to me. Oh, it's not even that good. Nah. See, that's why when I go to Atlanta, that's why we have our Thanksgiving and if we always have curry with Thanksgiving. That's yeah. why when I found out that you had it, I said, yes, yep. that's a staple. I mean, Guyanese, um, food is always a part of our Thanksgiving with our American yeah, food. That's why it's good to Did mix you culture. Curry, sometimes. the toki, turkey. Did you carry no. the turkey? No. Okay. That's so funny. this is what I had for the first time. Popeye sells a fully cooked turkey. Yeah. That's what we had. I can see oh, that. yeah, Bojangles yeah. I, did, I, got I had that never had that before. Yeah. Oh, somebody took pop- a cup yeah, out of the turkey. you buy it and you That's put it in the oven for like 45 minutes okay. and then it's good. That's, I, I had it for the first time. It was delicious. Yeah, it But is. I was in charge of making uh, the Guyanese stuffing this year. I was very proud of it. My mm. dad ha- passed on the recipe to me. Did he? Did oh, it so taste like he makes it? Yes. Ah. Or did you mess it up? Did it taste like he usually does? Oh, no, it was delicious. I got okay. many compliments. I got compliments from all my family. Did you make mm-hmm. it pre-leaving or there? No, I made it there. Okay. I made it when I got there. Dad was there and he was just telling me what to do there's no actual recipe oh like it's not written down yeah, chop it up it's coming from the brain Boom. Mm-hmm. so whenever i'm with him i need all to right, be able ch- to get those chop things. those onions real finely all right Press exactly that garlic 
That's all he was doing was just watching me do it. Managing. Yes. That's what's up. Coaching. But right. but we had a throwdown. It was real good. That's how my grandma's collard greens are. Like everybody, when she passed, everybody's like, "Dang, don't nobody know how to make to make the collards like she does." Nobody got it from her. Nah, and I always think it was the pan that she used. Because I mean, it's collard greens. What do you mean pan? Like, like pot? Yeah, the pot. That she oh, used. the pot is important. Yeah. Because my mother just bought me a green pot. Yeah, and I think so that's I what it pot. was. I don't think she really ever washed it. What I think is she important just about the pot? Now, now I'm interested. Because it has to be a specific pot that's large enough. And then like he was just going to say, she probably never washed it. So it has remnants. Yeah, I mean. And flavor, flavor since is the infused 80s, bro. into the pot. Like, you don't, when you buy a new pot, it's like nonstick and it's shiny and it and it's metally. And then once it's used, it gets that feeling mm-hmm. of the food in there. Got you. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think that's So if you don't clean it, what about the bacteria? Shit. God I, made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. Put it in your mouth alive, and let it work. He? I agree with that. Giant's still alive. <laughs> yeah. <agree> that crazy <laughs> ass statement you just made. My grandmother had <laughs> a wok that she cooked her uh, chow mein in. You're talking to a nigga that will pick the gummy up off the floor and eat it. I'm not throwing that shit away. <laughs> I'll be all right. Not even I'm rinse not it off? Those people. Nah, this is not that serious to me. Dang. I remember uh, we was kids and Brian would like drop a chip. He like and he picked it up and he ate it and now it's like oh shit like he dropped it outside. Is he still alive? And he was like <laughs> five, unfortunately and he was like <laughs> five second rule. And oh yeah, so, five second rule. So then like you know being kids you stupid. So and he's like super young. So now he's just like dropping chips and counting the three. Yeah. And if he like if he like ooh six seconds do I eat it? I'm like <laughs> uh, that nigga gonna take a risk. Wow. <laughs> he was fascinated. The by germs it. are waiting until six seconds to get oh, onto yeah. the chip. He's the one who told me about the five second rule. I never even knew about it. Did any of y'all go shopping? Uh, online. Okay. I didn't go out in the public. Oh I God. wanted to go to Nike because I wanted to want some new workout shorts. Yeah. But I was like, fuck it. I can just go to TJ Maxx. I know you took advantage. I got my headphones finally. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my daughter some underwear uh, from Ethica. Shout out Ethica. They have a great... Oh, yeah. I got some Ethicas. They don't have plus size. Ethica don't have plus size? They don't have plus size. I feel like they got 2X. They will. They will here in the near future. I, Two I feel for like who? they will. I don't know. Um, Stop it. The hate. Uh, I think that was about it. Um, I fucked around, got some Yeezys on accident. On oh, accident. What you no, get you the why are you still supporting that the man? The black joints? You signed, yeah, I signed up for the raffle. I was like, oh, I ain't getting this That shit. happened to me before. I, I woke up the them. next morning. I say, ah, oh, fuck. So you had to buy them? Yeah, but pretty much you basically saying if you get picked, you buy yeah. them. Yeah, you give your card information still before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you so. couldn't. Which ones okay. did you win? Nah, this was, um, I had got those those True Blue 3s one time like that. I was like, fuck it, I ain't going to win them, but let oh, me just try. Oh, years back? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit. They on the way. Me too. And I'm like, damn, now I got to pay this money back. Which yeah. Yeezys did you get? Oh, uh, the black ones. Okay, those so like not the, the ugly joints he got out now? Yeah. Nah, those are like the most coveted ones. Yeah. I do like the 700s, the Wave Runners. The Wave Runners are... Those are popular. Wave mm. Runners are dope. They just $300. Just the boots, though. Nobody rocked the boots. No, but I actually like them. Nice, yeah, bro. I actually like them, but they the, always, the they never sell the out. The nicest shit, and they never sell out. They're the nicest shit in the collection. The, I mean, who? if it actually got cold <laughs> long enough here, you know... It don't really stay cold. Like, so you yeah, think they're wearing them up north? The um, no, nah, they're not wearing them. I haven't seen people wear. I've seen females wear them online on Instagram. And I think they look amazing. Yeah, I be seeing um, the Kardashians. Kill I think them. I seen somebody well, in the bar the other day. But they, they, they just they they're a nice boot, and they come out in the same three colors every year. But they just this is a nice ass boot. So that's the only avenue we support him. It's his shoes. Uh, y- y'all, I support him in everything he does. I'm not with his <laughs> rhetoric. 
I'm not, but I'm not fooled. I'm not fooled by him either. I bamboozled by what oh, he's okay. doing. You know, only time will but tell a shoe if he's is genuine. A shoe is a shoe. Only time will tell if he's genuine in his actions. And to be honest, out of all the shit we buy, like we buy from Tommy Hilfiger, we buy from Polo, we buy from all these white brands who blatantly disrespect us, and we continue to support. Why not support Kanye, who is being disrespectful but is telling us like I'm really not trying to offend y'all. <laughs> Which Valid. is a, what's the difference? Was instead of Gucci coming somewhere and coming up with a bullshit ass apology, and we still go cop it. That's true. So why not fuck with your nigga? I'm waiting for Cyber Monday. I need to get a new Apple TV. Y'all, I have the very first Apple TV. I have no Apple TV. Yeah. But you probably don't need it. You got smart TVs? Yeah. Then you don't yeah. need it. I just realized I could watch all my apps on this. Yes. And so you I have a smart TV. watching like my Netflix and shit on this because I don't have a 4K cord for my um my uh view fire stick oh uh, yeah you just gotta log just into got everything 1080p cord so i'm like ooh. so i went and logged into disney plus that was friday night and i was watching home alone then i started watching the mandalorian i don't, I don't so. have a smart tv in my living room so therefore i need apple tv and i have the first apple tv which you can't even download apps onto whatever uh, apps they came with, with it is it apple so i have to get a new apple tv so, you, so i can get disney plus what are you apple watching be bullshit. The shit on Anything like what are you watching apps on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, and that's on your my TV? Apple TV. Oh, yeah, Apple TV. I gotta hook up the Apple TV. So, as long as the TV has an HDMI, new. no, because it's the first generation. Gotcha. There's four generations of Apple TVs, and I have the very first one where it was like, This is what we got. Here you go. I wonder and now could, they have an app store on them where you can download. Type of rebate you can get, like. I need to look into that. That would be great, but oh, I've had it since like 2013, so. It's yeah. real. Well, there's a way you could trade it in to get money for Like, I got my old headphones. Now I'm trying to figure out, like, what can I do to get some, <laughs> some cash for those? Uh, Johnny, can you sell it for me? Even if I oh, recycle it for $10. One? I got to see how much they go for. I just want something from it just instead True. of just throwing it in the trash can. Yeah. All right. Um, That was Thanksgiving. Listen, man, we're going to dive into the show. Politics with Jukebox, man. Let's go. Yeah, man. So I really keep my ear to the streets this month. I mean, this week. I was chilling, Thanksgiving, shit like that. But I did get some good news for you. <laughs> Boo, Thanksgiving. Um, him. So oh. we have a new Democratic poll that came out courtesy of CNN. Um, they basically polled voters, potential Democratic voters, and was just trying to see where we stood. So right now, from this CNN poll, Biden's still the front runner at 28%. Sanders has moved up to 17%. Elizabeth Warren is at 14%. Mayor Pete is at 11 And Michael Bloomberg, the newcomer, is at 3%. Everybody else falls below that. So who are the top three again? Uh, Biden, Sanders, and Warren. But Major Mayor Pete is making a They got to a win. Jump. When, when do we know who's going to be the Well, so the first uh, state is in about 80 days. It's Iowa. That's when we'll really know. That's when people will start to drop out because that's the first vote. So this is when we really get concrete evidence. They of who's vote in state tr- by state on who they yeah. want to mm-hmm. represent. Oh. Yeah. So the first state is they Iowa. Draw it out, man. Yeah. So Yang is about to be. That's the thing. I think Yang might be all right. I think once we start to see people vote and we'll be like, all right, these polls don't make sense. Did he ever tell us where that money's coming from? He said he's gonna pull it from tax and tech tech companies. He's gonna tax, oh, tax okay. all the tech Just want to make sure because them motherfuckers is worth billions. Yeah, he's like Amazon, and no they're way. just gonna be like, here. Oh, they're gonna fight him if he is the candidate. <laughs> they're gonna be like, nah, I'm voting oh, for nah, Trump. Shit. <laughs> uh, but that me that led me to believe that 
how far uh, Kamala Harris has fallen. Because I remember when she first announced that she was running for president and she uh, had her first debate and she was so strong at how she went at Joe Biden and her numbers went up and now nobody even really cares about her. Um, and then what's funny is one of her campaign aides left her to go work for Bloomberg. Dang. And um, basically the aide was saying that he left for Bloomberg's campaign because um, people like Kamala, but she never built off of that light, like how people felt about her. They just he the campaign person was saying that she lacks leadership within the campaign. Like she doesn't know what she wants to stand for. If she wants to be moderate or if she wants to be liberal. And I was like, I can see that. I because I mean I kind of lost confidence in her too, because I don't know what she stands for. But I feel sorry for. Her. I think she should run again. Um, but I think she should come back with like a more concrete um, platform or what you she want wants. Want her to pop up and be an aggressive black woman, stereotypically. I think so. I think her. I think I want her to play the Hillary role a little bit. I think that would work for her. Hmm. Yeah, I think she. I mean, black people would like lock onto her if they could trust her. But I don't think they can trust her because she's wishy washy. And they and ever since that whole issue about her lying about smoking weed, she has not yeah, recovered. Exactly. Which is so dumb. We, and we get into it where it's like we look at black candidates on another level than we look at white candidates. Oh, rip them to shreds. Yeah. Which is so terrible. We should just be backing her. Exactly. Or if we we shouldn't pick at little things and we don't pick at the little things for the white candidates. Once again, and the, the women, you pick at the women more. I think the majority. I think the not majority, me. I, think, I like looking at her. I ass. think the majority <laughs> of Americans vote like that. Like they look at character traits. But I think the one percent of Americans vote like you were telling me. Who is who got your interest? At, yeah. At, uh, up front, and it, they're not looking at who has their interest up front. If you're worried about whether or not she yeah, smoked she's weed, weed or not. Very true. Um, so then sad. the homie Trump, he made his first visit to Afghanistan as a president for uh, Thanksgiving. Hey. The view the troops. The visit the troops. People. Um, Nobody asked him to be there. <laughs> yeah, he kind of surprised them, but people showed up. I mean, you might not like your company because if you're in the military, that's your CEO of your company pretty much. Yes, yeah, and yeah, that's why they yeah, can't say yeah. anything bad. Yeah. <laughs> can't say exactly nothing right. bad. But he that was his fired. first trip over to Afghanistan. Um, and he's and, been president for how many years? Uh, three going on four. Point made. <laughs> he probably don't feel like going over there. He's been playing golf. They don't like shit. He's going every year. He should. Um, and then uh, this was pretty cool. So Comedy Central, I know Comedy Central is a comedy network, but they had a poll where they listed four candidates, but they didn't put their names down. They just put what they've um, like, what their agendas are and what their platforms are and what they've done. Um, and then they had black people choose who they think is the better candidate for black people off of just what they black people. Yeah. Off okay. of what they listed. And Trump was <laughs> the person that they chose, which is funny as hell. <laughs> off of just off of what they done. Yeah. Cause uh, a lot of people was like, Oh, well this candidate is for prison reform and stuff like that. And that's what Trump's for. And a lot of people were choosing that because they thought it was more catered towards the black uh, vote. Wow. In what world is Trump for prison reform? He is actually, I mean, as far what has he done? And Obama, though. Yeah, when they Him listed the stats of what people have done for prison reform and letting people out on nonviolent crimes, oh Trump God. was up there, which is weird. But it just if when you put a face with a candidate, it's different than we just put what they what do. do. Yeah. But they listed all the good things. They didn't list all the bad things. 
They didn't list the bad things. But and that just, was for no, every candidate, Trump right? Said, yeah, it was Trump, Biden, Warren, and Sanders. And it was all their good things. Yeah. And out and, of all their good things, Trump won the all their good things. Yeah. But a lot of those things on that list, I'm pretty sure that Trump hasn't done. And he just said that he was going to do them. Well, let's name the list. Because as list? soon as you put on uh, the list that he wanted to build a wall to keep out uh, Mexican That's not immigrants. That's a good thing. But it was a good thing to him. He yeah, thought he was doing a good thing for America. It's not a good thing for him or America. I mean, it's not a I good see thing what you're for saying. If they would have put negative things on there, maybe it would have changed how they looked at it. If you put the wall on there, they're going to know who it is. But basically, they were, they were trying to put platform, things that catered to black people on there. And uh, by looking at that, it's basically saying this is what the black vote should be towards. Well, people aren't going to like. I don't really have. Never Listen, mind. All my family Prison out of jail. Prison reform is not on the list. Some of you niggas need to be in jail. That's what I'm saying. Prison reform is not high on the list. It's not high on the list for me. There's anyway. so many other things. I don't know what is on my black agenda list, honestly. Ooh, that would be great. Good, I that think would be a good corner. What's on your down. black agenda I'm list? That, that is a good, that's a good corner. I think more. I don't know. We'll talk we'll about talk it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll keep it on there. All right, man. Without anyway, any further ado, Trump. man. Gonna, uh, Trump is the best candidate for black people right now. We don't even know it. False. My mother's going to freak out. Morocco. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for the politics jukebox, man. We're going to dive right Trump. into this. You ain't uh, even know it. Kicking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you did. Made America great. You ain't even know it. Stop. <laughs> hey, did you? Nah, I voted for Trump. I voted for Hillary. No, and I was just proud saying. as hell. When I walked out, I was like, oh, I just voted for the first female president. I got home that night. I was like, ain't this about a bitch? My white pussy uh, car about to go all the way the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Ew. Yo, I'm sitting in my car right up at the light. I'm digging in my nose. I look up to my left, shorty all in the car. I'm like, fuck, I just fucked this up. So, I go ahead and get to my destination. I hop out, I'm at Starbucks, and then she is in front of the line, right? And I'm like, yo, I know you see me in the car digging in my nose, but that's not really me. I don't really dig in my nose like that, but the shit, you know. But anyway, it made for good conversation, so we sat down and we started talking. I'm like, hey, yo. Um, oh, so that would be your intro. To yeah, the song. yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You gotta rock it like that sometimes. This week in the news, um, there is a young woman by the name of Anaya Blanchard. Anaya Blanchard. This is one, another one of those devastating stories. Uh, Anaya Blanchard is 19 years old. She's stepdaughter of a UFC heavyweight, Walt Harris. She was last seen on the evening of October 23rd in Auburn, Alabama. A couple days later, an SUV was found damaged. In an apartment complex in Alloway in Montgomery, Alabama. And so far, they have arrested two suspects in connection with this case. Two, uh, Mr. Fisher, Antoine Fisher, it looks like. And then the other dude is like a Muslim name. I'm not going to fuck this man's name up, name up. Now, at the time I read this, I don't think they had found the body. So have they found this young lady yet? Yeah, they found her um, October 25th. I mean, November 25th. Mm. They found the remains, um, and then they confirmed they were her on the 27th. Dang. Um, and it was in Macon, Alabama, where they found, or Macon County, Alabama, where they found her remains at. Um, and I have been following it a while because I'm always on a, the UFC blogs, and her dad's a UFC fighter, her stepdad's a UFC fighter, and all the fighters and stuff were reposting it. Uh, Dana White put out a... Um, you know, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar reward for anybody that could find you know her Damn. whereabouts. 
So I was like, oh, so this I is pretty big. I these niggas in ASAP. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, it's a surveillance fi- video of when they were, like, tussling, and there was an actual eyewitness there that day that didn't report anything. But when they interviewed them, they were like, yeah, I saw them fighting that day in a, a parking lot, and uh, I just thought they were just... So they kidnapped this girl. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And she was struggling, and trying to get away. Nobody just, did. Yeah, nobody the person said, that saw it, yeah, apparently didn't report it. Was she screaming and kicking and shit? Uh, he just said they were arguing. Yo, can't you go to jail for not reporting a crime? I'm not sure. I think you can, but I think it's the extent of if you could actually confirm that a crime was happening. Mm. Like, that looks like somebody's arguing, somebody arguing with their boyfriend, whoever, which sucks, though. But this kind of ties in with the whole of, of black women being ignored. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so I don't know if it's if it was kidnapping. They hadn't confirmed what the backstory is or the motive of the deaths uh, of the killing is. Uh, they found one of the guys in Georgia, and I think the other two they found in Alabama were still in Alabama. Um, but I mean, that's kind of just uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of posts about kidnapping and these people uh, sex trafficking and things like that. It's like, damn, what? It's why is this? Why is this blowing thing. up now? Like, why are people getting into the business of sex trafficking and kidnapping? I don't think it's, it's a lot of money. I don't think it's old. I think it's been around. I mean, I don't think it's new. I think it's been around. Yeah, I feel like it has been around. I mean, I know it's been around before, but I just don't know. Like now, it seems like niggas is doing it more often, or maybe do they're just reporting it more often. That and I do you think it's now it's more prominent people. Getting kidnapped, mm-hmm. yeah, because I mean, with this, this is a high-profile guy, exactly. Yeah, and then is. sex trafficking. Uh, uh, at first, it used to be like runaways and people like are who are forgotten, yeah. And so they're able to have them go into sex trafficking, and you never hear anything about it because these are people that nobody was caring about anyway. Yeah. But now, if they're kidnapping like people who have families and are actually like missing them and stuff, that makes a huge difference. Very true. True. Maybe they should legalize sex work. Mm. That's a whole issue. But the thing is, sex work is not legal everywhere. So, I mean, you're not just getting trafficked in the States. They they move you across the border. Yeah, I think yeah. trafficking is the bigger like issue of them all going over the world. internationally. Mm. So, I mean, you're going to go to places. You might not. If you get kidnapped, you might not be here. I wonder how they get you out of the country, though. Oh, they can get you out. Which is so crazy because, I mean, we've all seen, uh, what's the name of that movie? Taken. 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 It's not just taken. I think uh, Rush Hour covered it in one of their Rush Hours. Oh, yes. So, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's something that's always been going on, and now it's out. But I'm more so with you. Why is it more prevalent now? Why are we hearing about this all the time? Yeah, it's like every week now. Why are we hearing about it now? Just like um, same thing with police shootings. It's like this ain't new. Why do we hear about it all the time now? Yeah. So, I mean... I'm more so into the why are we hearing about this shit all the time? Why was it's it? It's important, but why is it is because it? Grown, grown men, women, and now it's younger women, or like with police brutality, it was because kids were getting killed instead of grown. I think black they men? still kidnap grown women and sex traffic them. Yeah, as long as you cute younger women, as long as they can get you, you know. So you got to be careful. I've heard of school buses arriving to school bus stops, and the school buses there literally that's not your driver. So, I mean, it's scary. Dang. It's scary because they got their tactics and ways to go about it. And you just have to safeguard yourself as best as you can from something like that mm-hmm. and equip your kids. Definitely. But rest in peace to uh, Anaya. And um, also, I think if these guys are uh, committed of murder, I think they should just let all the UFC fighters. Have like, at it. Yeah, it's like give them 30 minutes with the UFC fighters. You know. Dang. 
I wouldn't be upset about that. No, I wouldn't be upset about that either, man. But that's that's a very sad situation. I don't really want to stay on that long. That's some fucked up story. And when you told me yesterday that they found her body, I was hoping that she was still yeah, alive. Me too. But yeah, you know. I kind of figured when they found the truck at an apartment complex, her truck at an accomplice uh, apartment complex, like a random ass apartment complex. I was like, well. That don't sound too good. Something's wrong with people. And then the fact that they had to do that for a month, like the the parents had to just keep hope alive for a month, That's a long not time. knowing what happened. There's a movie with um, you talking about um, Hugh Jackman, yeah, and Cuba Gooding Jr. No, 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 not Cuba I mean not Cuba Gooding, Gooding Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. movie What's that was shit called? great. I can't it remember was really the name good. of that fucking movie, Never man. Heard of this movie Cause I thought the little girl was not going to make it. Spoiler alert. And the fact of just their sheer deterrent, the, his sheer deter, like determined to find his his child. He's just like, she is not dead. And mom had gave up. She was popping pills to sleep. That movie was deep, man. What was the, what was I think the it's name Prisoners, of the movie? but Prisoners. That is the name of the movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. I used to watch that shit before I went to That's bed. one of the movies I can only watch once. Like, That's fucked like up. I've watched it a few times. That and The Joker. I've watched it a few times. Speaking of, the Joker is supposed to be out uh, where I can get it now. Already? Um, on bootleg? Yeah, and I haven't been able to find a I can good, believe they probably want to get holiday money for it. Yeah, I haven't been able, but I haven't been able to find the copy. I've heard there's a good copy out there. I just haven't seen it. Maybe my time of going on to find it. Like, I Somebody tried to find it late last night, but we'll we'll see. I'm not in a rush to see the Joker. I've heard great things, but That's I'm not good. in a rush to see. I'm not really in a rush to see any movie right now. Um, Patrick Patterson. Week started with Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson posted a picture of his wife on the internet, and a fan made some comments saying, "Why do black athletes wait till they're rich to find a mate?" His wife Sarah, uh, I think it's now Sarah. He posted. Um, he also the us the person who commented on the picture also said she wouldn't have chose him if he wasn't an athlete. Now, um, I got something I want to say, but before I get into that. Why do celebrities think because they share their life that they can't be heckled for it? Like it is a like social media is one of those things you can make your page private or you can make it public. Somebody like Patrick Patterson, you could be private. Nobody's going to miss you. He seems like the type of dude that really wanted people to see him flexing. Hold on, hold on. Not not to even start to go in on that. I was going to segue to Dwayne Wade posting a picture of his family. And being rightfully upset because people have comments. My thing is, when you put something out to the world to see, everybody's not going to receive what you deem to be a good accomplishment as something positive, whether they're trolling you or whether they're just giving their two cents. But that is the idea of social media. On if the you flip give side. Me, if you're inviting me into your world and you're showing me your world... I'm going to. I, you're giving me. You're 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 giving me this permission. Not you saying, "Hey, talk shit about me," but you're putting it out there for anybody to see and to give their opinion on. Why do people need to feel like they give their opinion? Because that is the nature of social media. That was the point of the comments. Maybe the point of the comments may have been to, "Hey, nice family," but we let's like this is the real world, mm. and, and now I get to hide behind a computer screen and talk talk about you i just turn my comments off if because I got famous. that's what i would do fuck it. because the shit happens in real life it just doesn't happen to your face true you know what i'm saying because if if you come to, if you come to work and let's say nikki comes to work she looks nice i'm pretty sure another teacher somewhere like fuck her 
You get what I'm Probably. saying? Probably. But it's no, it's no different than her posting the pretty picture online except for online. I'm going to tell you fuck you and I'm going to get the high behind the screen and nothing you can do about it. Anyway. Yeah. It's valid. Back to Patrick Patterson um, being upset. So his initial post was, in all the world, there's no heart for me like yours in the world. This There is no love for you like mine. Happy anniversary. Uh, That's sweet. That was very nice. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the first comment was. Hold on, man. <laughs> oh shit. So apparently, he was telling the guy, "If I never made it to the NBA, I would have never met her while playing for Toronto." But why does it matter? Love is love at the end of the day. So I guess the first comment was about her being white. And then the dude wrote him back. He said, "But it's not that. It's not that, bro. You grew up loving our women." Why wait till you get some real money for your perspective? And even if you wasn't in the NBA, I can't read this shit. <laughs> even if you wasn't in the NBA, work at a Walmart in Toronto, you wouldn't stand a chance, bro. You, and he didn't spell that right. You just became another statistic. I bet she's the only one in her family history to date a black. <laughs> Stay woke, my guy. Mm. So that's when he wrote back and the internet went crazy. So should I settle for a bulldog and act like I'm happy with my life and preach? Mm. Keep it in your race to the world as if Dr. King didn't fight for equality, acceptance, all cultures loving one another and no hate. I love to quote Dr. King. No, thanks. That may be your life and I don't want that for mine or my family. Color doesn't matter. Wake up. So after that, the internet mm. went crazy because they felt like in that statement, he was calling all black women bulldogs. Which he was. And he had to go back and retract that statement. Yes, he did. Make an apology, so on and so forth. But I don't my thing it. here that I wanted to pose to you guys is why is it that black athletes or millionaires commonly choose to be with a white woman over their own when they get to that status? Why do you think that is? It's been seen forever as when you become um, of a certain status, a white woman ups your status and or um, increases your status because there are plenty of items in history that have made it seem like a white woman coming from a background of the oppressor when you are with a white woman you have achieved the greatest thing that you could possibly do which is to now date or marry or or acquire the white woman the oppressor's property that all that patriarchal bullshit what about you john it seemed it's deemed impossible Mm. i want to put it with the circles that they run with the people that you're around every day um, these guys go to nightclubs in their cities, um, th- which probably that because apparently his wife is an IG model. Of um, course she is. And so I'm sure that they've probably been in the same spots a lot. Um, and she probably sought him out because of who he was. Um, but I don't know. I mean. Are we just only talking athletes? Or are we talking about all black guys that are successful? We're talking athletes because that's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And we're also talking millionaires because millionaires do the same thing. So what about if you're in Atlanta where there's like a very For prominent, inst- large amount of black people? Well, so when you say that they're going to be exposed and running in the same circles, there's plenty of black women 
in those circles. And they still. And I would have to see it because I don't want to say that Atlanta basketball players aren't are only dating white women in Atlanta. We don't know. We can never deny even or if you that. even if you cross Michael over, Vick had black chicks. Even if you cross over, like Quincy Jones married nothing but white women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it just just levels of success. There was one black woman in there. I there was one. one. I think the first one. But levels of success just warrant a different type of woman. It seems to the public. You want a bad bitch on your arm. You a famous dude. You want a bad mm-hmm. bitch on your arm. And, so and that means does just that mean she has to a be white? white? But y'all say white. But like I said in the group chat earlier this week. There's success stories where black Thomas Davis, for uh, instance, got a beautiful black family, mm-hmm. but we don't really point that out as much. Did he find her previous to him making money? Don't because know. a lot of times that's what is. you see. Mm-hmm. You Like LeBron is a perfect example. He's been with her from the jump. She is yeah. a beautiful black woman, mother of his kids, but he didn't find her when he had a success. Yeah, he was so we forever. can't use him as an example. Dwayne Wade might be a good example. Carmelo Anthony, if you consider Lala Black. We don't consider Carmelo oh, okay. Anthony because he's a cheater. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, we can't consider Carmelo I know, I just Anthony love for that. the same reason. Him and his wife are on the same page. They both mixed. Carmelo's so, mixed? Yeah, well, Carmelo's black and Puerto Rican. Oh, and I so, think Lala's also. So, so that so doesn't Lala. count. I mean, you could say they kind of kept it in the race, yeah. Afterwards, and I would never, say they we did. We never seen Melo chasing after you know. We never seen in the public eye him date anybody else but Lala. We never seen him mm-hmm. kind of date white chicks. I mean, most of the time with these athletes, though, from what I noticed from just what I'm seeing, it's not like the prominent ones that we're mentioning. It's it's usually the the Patrick Pattersons of the world, the Todd Gurleys of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was it that had the white wife? On, Saquon um, Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Like, who he met in college? I guess he gets a pass. The Saquon Barkley's of the world. I mean, I I feel like, like I was saying prior to the show, you get a new level of access in life, and you want to try things that were not in your realm are deemed to not be for you to not be able to have. And now you see that you can have these things, but I don't I don't think I don't think that they're making these choices based off love initially. No. So let's so let's say that they are. Mm-hmm. What gives him the right to call black women bulldogs? Why is that the other face of but, that corn of co- that coin? I'm with a white woman. What do you expect me to be with a black woman who's ugly? Well, just see, to keep it in my race, like that's what it came off. As. I agree with his. He apology. didn't have to say that. It did come off that way, the way that they put it out there. But he said he was responding to that man directly because his wife looked like a bulldog, the chick that he was posting pictures with. Well, and he should have said, what, you want me to be with a wife, a wife like yours who looks like a bulldog? He should have said like, that. Like, words mean things. Yeah, he should have said that. Words mean things. And the way the, the way shade room put it, it up there, though, they didn't post the whole, like, conversation. They were posting bits and pieces. He could have just said, your wife is ugly, and that could have been it. Could have, but, but he, like, wanted, he wanted to hurt his feelings. But, but first of all. And it didn't. It actually hurt his feelings. First of all, context aside, we're I'm adding this guy in the comments, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just be real. I'm having a conversation with you, my G, and I'm going back and forth with you for several of these comments. So this bulldog reference is directly correlated to you because this is an A-B conversation that the world can see. Somebody took it and said, oh, all black women bulldogs? I'm sorry. I would have taken it that way. I, I can't take it that way because I know he's not talking. I'm if Headline aside, 
Headline aside, we've all dug into the comments. I read the text. Or we've read all, the comments. We've all dug in the comments and read back and forth between people. General statements get made in back and forth. Never once, I don't think anybody sitting here has read a, any random back and forth been like, damn, I mean, he talking about, you know what I'm saying? We, You take that back and forth as them two niggas is talking to each other. I ain't got nothing to do with that. So yeah. headline combined with what he said, yeah, now black women think he's talking to them. But if he wasn't Patrick Patterson and he's just a black guy talking to some random dude in his comments, no black woman is offended by it because they're going to be like, bull dog. Oh, he talking about this nigga wife. Yeah. It's I, only, that it's is only, not how it looks. It's only at in correlation I think it doesn't headline. look like that because of the headline it's and only the fact that they the didn't put, if they would have put the whole conversation between him and the guy up there. And I see, believe, I didn't even find out about it on the shade room. Oh, okay. I read about it on a legit separate article. They showed all the text messages. What's the headline that he calls black women bulldogs? But the headline is still there. You get what I'm saying? Of course. And that's the subconscious programming before you go into the room. Okay, reading. very true. But <laughs> when you are engaging in conversation, Pub, in a public setting again your words mean things context is very important yes because you can clearly take one sentence out of a conversation and slap it and it be the whole reason that people even look at it but overall he was making a point that he felt like he didn't want to stay in his race and that is also an issue i have with aside from him calling black women bulldogs because i still stand by the fact that i think that he did that even though if it was to offend the other dude calling his wife ugly was his wife black i don't know i didn't i didn't look at his profile exactly so we don't know all that information exactly but then he made the comment of the bulldog associated with marrying within my race so he's making a point that marrying within his race is beneath him and that now that he's married to this white woman, he feels like he's better. He than feels everybody. like he's better than everybody, and he feels like he's made it. And yes, you're trying to cover it up by saying love is love, but it's like if somebody comes at you and talks about man, you just married to a white woman because X, Y, and Z. All you gotta do is say, man, I love her. Point blank, period. Men have such big egos; they are so prideful that you set yourself up for this. If you really loved her, you wouldn't even cared what dude said. But he cares because he feels some type of way. Like, no, I don't want to. Women don't feel some type of way. If I'm with a white dude, I'm not going back and forth with you in comments about why I should be dating a black man. I love this white man. That's it. But I think you would. But but I think you would because this is this is the type of these are the type of attacks that you would be under day in and day out. Well, we'll never know, will we? I mean, because you ain't out here seeking a white man. I'm not, but I'd be open to it. But the thing is, is that there's plenty of black women out there that are married to white men and are not sitting there going back and forth with people. I think people in multicultural relationships do end up defending themselves. They do, but they might be very, they might be better than he was in his choice of words. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a heated discussion with somebody. This is a discussion he's probably having not only with a stranger online, he's had to have a discussion with his brothers. I just refuse to give him a pass. He's probably had to have a discussion with his mom. Probably. He's probably had to have this discussion plenty of times. At some point, I looked him up. He's from West Virginia. He's from the same place Randy Moss from. And yes. Randy Moss liked them big white bitches, too. <laughs> At some point, you got to defend yourself. So what did he say in his apology? I, because, uh, again, he, he felt like he that's needed when he to That's he explained that he wasn't calling black women bulldogs. He was speaking specifically about the guy's wife. Okay. So I don't even think he apologized. He apologized for offending people, but he's saying that's not what he meant. So what was all that other stuff talking about? He was triggered and blah, blah, blah. He was, he was upset. The man came at him and his wife. He was triggered by what? 
a dude coming at his wife. <laughs> okay. Defending his love. A man a man is going to defend his love. A man is going to defend why he made the decision he made. And everybody's going to defend anything when they're being attacked. It's a sensitive subject because, honestly, there's not a lot of men out here that will sit there and defend their wives. Humans are defensive people. You're right. You are absolutely correct. So, in this case, we'll say he's defending the fact that you're telling him that he's doing something wrong. Yes. And that's one thing we're always going to defend. If I tell you you're doing something wrong, just like we spoke about before the show... Your first instinct is to tell me why, you know, even though I think even though I think it's wrong or right, I'm going to defend myself. So as long as he explained that that's not what he meant, I guess I'll just take it and be done with it. But it to me, it just doesn't seem like something that. Do you see this as a situation where he places value on another race over his own? Yes. You think? What about you? I don't know the guy. <laughs> I can't say that. I don't know the guy. Would this be an issue <laughs> if Patrick wasn't even in the, in the NBA? I think so amongst his it's amongst his peers. It's always an issue for me. It's like if let's say we all go out on a on a, a group date and I bring a white girl, I'm sure the black woman would the black woman would feel a certain way about it. Of course, and of I course. and I feel like some of the dudes would feel a certain way about it. And I always yeah. say this: the context is in which you are able to love, like, have sex with whoever you want, but when you use the reason of you doing that and putting down the other race or everyone else as a negative that's the issue i have and, and we and black women have been dealing with that for too long that i'm dating a white woman because i can't handle x y and z about a black woman not because you met some woman at a club and y'all fell in love and got married and have kids it's because black women are to this black women are to that i can't date a black woman because she gonna do this she gonna do that like you're so, making it seem like it's a better choice instead of that's just who you're attracted so to. so instead of making it about love the only nine times out of ten with these situations occur like nikki said is using the excuse behind it correct letting people know that you intentionally went out here and sought this woman out correct henceforth if we go back to patrick patterson instead of making the like nikki was saying instead of making the argument of i just love this woman he got very defensive to defend where he stands mm-hmm. and he got defensive to the point where hey I chose not to date a bulldog. What you just want me to pick somebody because they look like you know because they look like me? Not yes, doing his that. His choice of words was so. Not his choice it. of words even shows you that hey, I yeah I, I like you said Randy Moss like them big white bitches. This nigga like them big white bitches. And like I say, whatever you want to do, it's your she life. She wasn't a big white bitch. That was fine. It is, but girl. don't put. I'm <laughs> if I decide to date. A black man, I'm not going to say, oh, well, I don't want to fuck with white men because X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you should like, might not, but some women say that. I you don't like it. You should never pick up a race that you're dating and down the other race because you end up downing yourself. Like, you're making yourself look bad in this case. Agreed. So just date who you want to date, but don't let, don't, don't let the excuse for the person you date not being that the person you date is who you want to date. Yes. Or what if you say be oh. me bringing you down two inches to make her feel better then that's not right. What if I say I only date black women because I don't want to because white people stink. <laughs> I'm black. Do and I'm only saying this. white people stink. I don't think so. But <laughs> are we going to down that person for their opinion? Yes. I'm going to look at you are funny we? and I'm going to ask you other questions <laughs> like, OK, so what do other races stink? I got you. I just want to know how you feel on the other end of the spectrum. You know me. I keep it real mm. neutral. Like, if I have an issue with you on one side, I'm going to have an issue on the other side as well. I mean, most people 
just date what they want to date because they don't find something else attractive. I've heard white black men, black women say they don't find white guys attractive, and they just truly don't. Um, I've I have heard, seen some and on, attractive white men this month. And on the flip side of that, I've heard black men say that they don't date white women because they just don't find them attractive. And that's cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Whatever you attractive to. Yes. And I've heard white women only date black guys because they say that white guys are corny. And that could be a thing. Which I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like corny I've, when I've they heard, broke. I've, I've heard that too. So I don't know. I, you know, my family from the South. So... I've always wondered why. Like I have Some a, corn. I have a cousin that hasn't never went back black. Like yeah. he met, he's he's dated white woman after white woman after white woman, and you know, I don't, I don't think he don't like black women. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he's never said I only date white women because X Y Z because I feel like black women. Da, 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 da. I just think that's what he fuck with. So sometimes it, it's your preference. It's what you want to do. But I guess the lesson in this is never, ever try to hurt another race to up the other race to make yourself feel better. Because at the end of the day, you're going to make yourself look bad. If you love black women and you appreciate black women, then say that. And if you love your white wife and you want to be with your white wife, say that and let it go. There you go. Well said. All right. But don't come with a nigga then. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't come at it. He got came at. <laughs> yeah, and when he came back at him, people got offended. He only came back at one guy, not got, the whole race. Yeah, exactly. But what do you expect people to do? Get offended? Of that course. goes all the way back to what we just what we we started. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. About. If he if he got offended, it's okay for him to respond and try to offend the guy. That's all I'm saying. He could have. He was him. offended. Yeah, I'm saying he, it's okay for him to come back. If you offended, like, are oh, you offended me? Oh, I'm I have no problem you. with him coming back. Oh, okay. but he could—he literally could have said, the, "You're bulldog of a wife," you're not, and this wouldn't have been an issue. You're sure Patrick that. Patterson. You're not me. You're not me. I can come back at you however I want to. Ain't nobody gonna post that shit on shit. <laughs> That's what's up. You're Patrick Patterson. You might want to choose your words a little bit. More I mean, it's white Let me just say that I did not know bulldogs. who this person was until this article came out. Oh, come on, he's a stretch four. Yeah, he's a stretch four. What does that mean? He can shoot, shoot the three. Yeah, he can shoot the three. Go in, post you up. On what team? I don't know about. He's with the with the Clippers now. That nigga drive them slow. Exactly. Anyway, he play for the Rockets. They used to be my man on the pick and roll. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, on the pick and roll. Pick and pop. Yeah, pick, pick and pop. pop. <laughs> What's a pick and pop? That's when you don't roll to the basket after your pick. You step out to shoot a jumper. Oh, right. and that's his thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. We're about to talk about Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim came out this week, holiday week movie. I might cry. Um, it was a very, 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 very good movie. Like I told y'all last week, everybody's had a chance to watch it. We're going to take a moment just to talk about it real quick. Um, let me get y'all takeaways from the movie. What did y'all think? Whew. That was a good movie. Let me start there by saying that. That was um, a different take on um, issues that we deal with in the black community. I thought it showed the vulnerability that we have when we get pulled over by cops. I thought it did a good job at that. And I also thought um, I didn't like the ending. I didn't either. I didn't like the ending at <laughs> I all. I didn't either. I just knew uh, them niggas was gonna get the cue. <laughs> I loved it. It was a couple of scenes that I wanna I wanna look at some Lena Waithe interviews to see what she was trying to get out of that. Um, mainly the scene where they were having sex and at the same time they were rioting in the streets. I wanted to see what kind of correlation uh, she was trying to make at that moment. Yeah. Um and then the scene when they were in Georgia. Listen to the read. She actually talks about that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. 
Uh, and then the scene where they were in Georgia and they went to the nightclub. I wanted to see what she was trying to get out of that. Was she trying to show that they were developing a bond? Or um, I just didn't understand that part either. But besides that, it was a good movie. No, they, and, um, Nikki. I thought the movie was amazing. Like... I sat there for a good couple minutes after it was over and I was just like taking it all in. I really appreciated the the way that it was filmed, the way that it was written because it wasn't just supposed to be very much like here's all of the the black things that I'm going to put in here so black people can get all riled up again about police brutality and da 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 da. Like it was a very well thought out story about what could happen and what might have already been happening in these situations. And I loved the ending because that is really the reality we're dealing with. It be your own people. It be your own people sometimes. Um, and so I think that I was really hoping though for an ending, of course, because I wanted them to get to Cuba and get away. Yes. But then the way that it ended. That nine times out of ten, that's what's happening in society right now. And I think that I was glad that she was able to put that in there to be like, you know what? This wasn't always about black people always supporting everybody, supporting each other. Like there were so many moments where like black people were not supporting them. Oh, yeah. And I appreciated that being put in there. And I just I loved it was written. I loved how there was always a deeper meaning for everything and that everything came full circle, especially when they were talking about like if them becoming immortalized and because they actually had a picture of them that it happened because if they literally did not take that picture of them, who's to say that it wouldn't have made that big of an impact. They were never there. They were just two people that again, dealing with police violence and and stuff. They were able to make their own immortalization instead of the new, cause they had pictures. Yes. News would have made them infamous with those photos. With the negative and all that stuff. To create their own photo for their own immortalization. Go ahead though. And I really, but I really appreciated everything and how it laid out because of the fact that, it was something so small that just kind of snowballed into everything. It wasn't like yeah. he was somebody who was trying to get caught and like run away and get away with something illegal. It was literally like a situation where they they just were trying to control it because of they were just wrong place, wrong time things. Um, I loved it. I was, I was so enthralled the entire time. So Good random movie. side note. Sometimes you can't take black people anywhere. And there was a fight in my theater. Oh, really? As the movie started. Niggas. It was great. There, um, <laughs> Just wanted to add that. Um, before I get into my takeaways, to piggyback <coughs> off what you said about the ending, um, her idea for the ending actually was supposed to be a white person. That was the original idea. The white guy was supposed to mimic the culture be has one with the culture pretty much be the same character just in white skin and then turn them over huh so she changed it at the last minute also to piggyback off what you said i think that resonated with me more because he was black anyway and it, it, it did that was a smart decision by them because that's true on top of the fact that what you say about people supported them People didn't support them. I think at the end of the day, throughout the movie, until you get to the end, no matter where you stand on what they did, no one wanted to see them die. And no. no one wanted to see them do time. And there were no white saviors in this movie. There were white people who helped along the journey, but there was nobody who was going to save them. The white guy wasn't yes. going to come in with the cape and save them like they normally do. 
And so I appreciated. There was people with good like morals. Morals, yes, you know. And felt like because at any given time they could have been turned in. Yes. I mean they 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 were getting their car worked on for the day. They could have been got. So, I mean, even though that guy didn't even agree with what was going on, he said, you know what? I got you. You know what I'm saying? So along the road, whether you was with the shits or not with the shits, one thing is that sense of community. Like, man, we don't want to see y'all die. You know what I'm saying? And that was a really good undertone for the whole movie. My takeaway from the whole movie was just that, like I told you guys last week, this was a great movie in the sense of it was a great black movie. And I think, the one thing about this, and I'll say it again, you know you've written a great movie. When I could take this script, I could give it to Julia Roberts and Tom Cruise and pretty much do the same movie, just change a few things. That's what I thought about the movie as well. It wasn't, the movie was good, but if you pull yourself out of the layers and all of the deeper meanings, you could still do this movie with white people. You could do this movie with Latino people. This movie can be done over with a different type of character. It doesn't have to be specific to these two. So that's what I really appreciated about the movie. It shows growth in how we write movies as a culture. I actually wouldn't agree with you on that. Tell me how you don't see how two white people could be in this movie. Because there were a couple of nuances that she put in there that really showcased, um, like you were saying, community. When they were in Georgia and they went into that um, that blues club, they were showcasing a a small place where black people were in there and they were just could be themselves. They were comfortable. You saw that there were no TVs. They weren't worried about what was going on in the outside world. And they were just in there. And that moment where she was like, um, you're safe here. Like we understand that like whatever you got going on out there is what you're dealing with. But in here, like you're good, relax, enjoy. That was something that you couldn't necessarily like, switch up so and I, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like there's more white spaces and there are black spaces like this say, was a little tiny area when i say take the same movie I meaning you take the same premise and you apply it to different characters right right the premise of two people getting pulled over mm-hmm. killing a cop and being on the run you yeah. see what i'm saying but that's now, that's one thing but you take that same premise and you can kind of say all right i got an uncle in louisiana we can go there you know, the uncle may have pimps and hoes because white poor people do the same thing that black poor people do. So you can still have that scenario. You can still have that scenario of them going to a bar with no TVs because in the country, white folks have a spot where they play pool and they do their thing at. So you can still have these scenes. Like I say, the meanings won't be the same. The ending won't be the same. They're not going to get killed at the end, but this movie can be applied to different cultures meaning you could take this premise and you could plug in any characters but i wouldn't it's want not, to no of course not but that's how you know you've written something that's good when i could take okay this movie could pretty much apply to anybody but this definitely works for us that's how you know you've written something good as opposed to you you can't plug um you Medea? can't Yes, you can't plug white people into a Medea movie. It's 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 written for us by us. This is it's like you can't change this. <laughs> this okay. you can't change this. But then yeah, on the flip side, there's not a lot of, of of white movies that are written that you could put black people in them and have it be the same. Well, I seen the movie more like a a a, a I seen the movie from the point of it was a, it was a story about it was a story about you doing something that could potentially get you put in jail and you're on the run. That's how I seen the movie. Now, if we die, if we take, if we peel back the layers, let's look at the color of the characters. I seen this as a movie as two black characters who was in fear for their life, 
and now they're on the run because no matter what happened, whether they was defending themselves or not, they're going to die at the end of the day. So now we take it a little bit deeper with, with when we put color on the characters. And I think that that's what Lena was trying to do when she wrote this as a screenplay. I don't think that she was trying to create a, a blanket general no, screenplay. She, no, she I think wasn't. it was very particular and it was very written at this time. This isn't something she could have written 20 years from now. This is something that because it's happening now and it's something important to showcase, I think that's why she wrote it now. And then the, um, the director, the way that she directed it, she directed it in an aspect of it being very relatable like you feel like you're in there you're in there with them and I just personally don't think that I would care about it as much or see it the same way if I had other people playing it if there was other white people of course not of course but I see what you're saying of course not it's just that it's just the premise of the movie can be done in any fact, and, and we, it's been done. And we're about to say, and we've seen this movie before. So now we get to see ourselves in this movie. That's why I say it was just great. A lot of times I sit down in a black film and I feel like it's strictly for us. And, you know, it's a good movie, but it's no different than all the other black movies we watch. And that's why I pointed out the Jordan Peele movies. You can still have us with a different type of family. Us is just a good movie. So with this movie, I say it's a great movie. And we don't have to put great black movie on it. It's just a good movie. Period. Mm, you okay. get what I'm saying? Tyler, I see what you're saying. Ty Perry makes great black movies. This is a good ass movie. Go see this movie. Period. Okay. You don't have to put black on it. Just see this movie. Movie's good. Is that a bad thing though? Um, I don't. It's like like he said in the movie. Why do black people always have to be excellent? Why do I? Why do I? Why do we always have to? Why does it have to? Like, yo, you see that black film? Did you see that black this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is it. A hundred percent a negative. No, but. When are we ever good enough to just make a good movie? And I feel like Jordan Peele has been able to do that. Us is just a good movie. Um, um, Get Out is just a good movie. This movie is just a good movie. Color aside, it's just a good fucking movie. And that's great to get that instead of getting, oh, this is a good black movie. You get what I'm saying? You Now you're in a box. And like, but we don't live in a society that allows us to not be in that box. And now you've written something so great where you can't even put this in a box. This is a great movie. Okay. You can't even try to put this movie in a box. This is a great movie, period. Point blank, period. From the characters to the writing to the cinematography to just the plot to how they were able to get from Ohio to Florida. If they ever made it to Florida. Did they make it to Florida? Yeah, they were was in that Miami when they got pulled. It was in Georgia not, for a minute. It's just not the Miami that we know. It's more like the... like They went to Miami? They were supposed to be going to Miami, but I think they found some place in Florida that still was going to get them to be able to go to um, Cuba. I do want to know, did you notice the representation of black people throughout each individual character that was introduced in the movie? I think you kind of touched on that, but did you notice how they represented the different black people that you come across? How they kind of yeah, showed and that's that what black I loved people everything about it. Um, Johnny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to read on Queen and Slim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just want your opinions. Uh, the representation of like black people, a different type of black people. Yeah, I mean, you did, have, you, did you notice that each each character yeah. represented a different? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like had, we're not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? We're not. Sometimes society wants us to be, and I feel like sometimes we fall into that. But yeah. I think it was good to see that you had the black mechanic who said, nah, y'all niggas stupid. Yeah, because um, that happens. Yep, and then <laughs> you had his dad who d- wanted to talk to him but didn't want to sell him out. I appreciated that so much. Yep. That was real. And then that you had the, the uncle who thought they were stupid too, didn't think they was going to make it, but he still helped him out. Um, 
And then even the cop, the cop that let him go. Man, oh. the cop 1,000. The cop looked out major. The cop yeah. wouldn't have done Tom what he did if that other dude hadn't proved the point. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. There were so many layers that, like, are very poignant and very particular in how the movie continued to flow. Yep. And then you had the, the guy at the end who sold him out, who was pretty much like. Uh, <laughs> he was the epitome. Yeah. He was like, fuck these niggas. I don't know them. And then, but do you <laughs> look, much. and do you look and that happens in real life like fuck yeah. these niggas I don't know these niggas you yeah know what I'm saying? it's whatever with these niggas exactly when it should be more like community with us niggas you know what I'm saying like it should be more community we should be helping you that's get where the, the term crabs in a barrel comes from and and honestly at the end of the day I, I ask y'all if you sitting in a trailer park in the middle of the south and you got a chance to come up on 500 grand how often you turn down 500 grand? Exactly. And so it's like, where, where do your principles lie? I think like? that crosses I, all our minds. I don't think nobody's going to be like, when fuck, I When I walked out to a movie, I said 500K. Yeah. How do you turn away 500K? That's why I'm in a trailer park. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's tough. And and it's, and it's I was like, yo, it's fucked up because he's not even going to do shit with 500K. You know probably what I'm saying? He's going to waste it. He's probably about to open up a studio. But how, how does anybody... Turn away 500K. We've seen it done throughout the movie. You know, Pops could have easily said, all right, 500K. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm fixing y'all car. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Like anybody at any given time. I think the bounty was placed even when they hit a uh, big dude in the parking lot. Yeah. So at any given time, somebody could have said 500K. Like, yep. That's half a meal. People but I think that's why it's definitely going to create that conversation because I know that there are definitely plenty of people who have been like, oh, yeah, I would have turned them in a long time ago. Could um, happen. But I appreciated that the two people that were the main characters, they came from different backgrounds. They came from a place where no everything that happened was not, not necessarily circumstantial, but it just wasn't the original intent. Like, his character literally was like the perfect guy in a sense of he loved God. He loved his family. Like he didn't drink. He didn't do anything. He was very like different. And then this still happened to him. Yeah. Whereas you have people out there that, that play that Russian roulette and they're, they're doing the drugs. They're doing all the illegal things and this stuff, that and the other. And these things don't happen to them. So I thought that that was very poignant to put. And by the end of the movie, he's he's taking a hit and he's taking a shot. Because at this point, he was like, just fuck. like, I think that's when he realized, like, fuck it. It's, he's like, we've come it's this in far. One of two ways. Yeah, we've come this far. <laughs> I'm gonna die, or we gonna make it to Cuba. Which is why I also think like the whole sex scene was important because of the fact that you think that's when he finally let go. Are they both let go? And it's like this is the journey that we're on. Yes, but the 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 parallel of the the writing, I think it was more like they were taking in their journey and what they've been going through. This is the result of it. And this is what's continuing to happen and probably will continue to happen, even though that they're having their own moment with just the two of them. They feel like it's the two of them that's in this and that's it. When really there's all this other stuff that's going on and has started to con to go on because of what they're doing. So I thought it was like a much bigger, bigger picture and then showing them only really focusing on what's going on with the two of them and not realizing the big impact that they're making. Right. And that yeah. part really got yeah, okay. me. Okay, yeah, I like that. That really part got me because that little boy what? hurt yeah. my soul. What was it that you connected with personally uh, in Queen of Slim? Like, any, what personally connected you to this movie? 
mm, like I said when we first started, I think just that moment when they got pulled over, I was like, dang, yo, you don't realize how vulnerable black people are in that situation. And then the fact that how both of them handled the situation was very different, but they were both still in danger, the same amount of danger. She was a little bit more aggressive, like she knew her rights and things like that. And he was just like, I'm just going to listen to him and whatever he say do. And he was doing that, but the white guy was trying to give him. He was not letting up. Yeah, he was like, right, I'm going to find something on you. You a nigga, you got to have something. You got to have something, yeah. Um, Nick? I'm trying to think because it's hard. Every time I keep thinking about the movie, I just like remember new stuff and I'm just like, dang. But I think it was really um, when they started learning about each other and she he finds out that his uncle like accidentally killed her mother. Yeah. And that was before the sex scene. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Like a lot, all the stuff before they actually like got together I would say is is the part that I really enjoyed because they really were creating this relationship out of nothing they were on a first date knew nothing about each other you could actually tell that she kind of sucks oh yeah if they didn't if none of this happened like she sucks but I hate you can her. see that there's so much I other stuff her. but you can see what the reason why she was the way that she was yeah, there was her. so much that Again, in in real life, you if you take the time to get to know people and they finally start to open up about you, you're gonna learn a lot of deeper things that kind of humanize them. Because yeah, she sucked. She was very like standoffish, read, and she was mm-hmm. just like, I just want to, I don't want to be alone tonight. And kept trying them. Tell I us, that, it's right. the only place you can I afford. I read that right. for from the first conversation. I I read that from the first conversation. Not saying that I read from her that there's there's a problem with her. From all the answers that she gave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that there's a deeper issue there. I read that she doesn't really have many friends or family. I read all of that from the initial conversation. And so the movie just kind of showed me what I already deemed to be true. I felt that she had some trauma, and that's why she was what she was. Mm -hmm. But then it also was a good symbol about black people. She was really trying to, to make it in this world. She went to law school. She just passed the bar, and she was trying to defend her case and be a good lawyer. And the first case that she had to defend was keeping her uncle out of jail. And she could have been that person and been like, whatever, screw you, you killed my mom, go to jail forever. When she knew that it was an accident. Because he had been in a war. Exactly. Like, there was so many layers to it, but it's Mm -hmm. also just black people spend so much time trying to make a name for themselves in society, and we're super resilient because even when stuff like that happens, we still have to go back and deal with all the stuff in our families. Yes. So I loved it because of all the layers. And the fact that it was killing him, he needed to talk to his family. Like, that's really all he wanted to do Yeah, was talk to his family. And everybody, I know everybody in that theater was mad when he made that phone call. Yeah, mom. You knew it was, you knew it was capped. Exactly. I was like, this is about to be over. But his dad, his dad took care of him. Yes. And was like, you know yes. what? If yeah. I continue talking to you on this phone, it's about to be over. His but- dad get real nigga the movie because <laughs> right when, when he cut this when he cut the phone conversation short, I say, oh, they tapping him. Yes, and, as soon and, as that and happened, he knew it. He knew it because it's a certain amount of time for them to pick up a location, mm-hmm. and he cut it before. He's like, man, I'm not helping y'all. I don't give a fuck. But what it's y'all the fact say. that he didn't even think of that. Why was he not even thinking of that when he called his family? Because like, he, he doesn't the- know that. He should have like, any person I've seen that. a movie. No, but she knows that. Like in real life, it's people that don't know these that's things. That's crazy because that's the first thing I thought of. She if doesn't you want you to call your family it, though, because they're tapping your phones. Well, think about the things you don't know when it comes to things that, you know, that the law might do. You're you, right. And I'm going to want to call my family. I get it. So it's like he didn't know. 
but she knows and she's like nigga stay off the phone so we don't get all phones are traceable but it worked all out phones. they balanced each other very well because it could have been two emotional people and it could have just ended bad or it could have been two paranoid people and it could have ended badly but they balanced each other out um because they finally were just honest with each other all right did you none, of the, none of the chicks i met on tinder would ever go through that with me <laughs> you don't know uh, i take it back i mean i don't know y'all niggas is in that together like if they not trying to go through that with you, then they they wild. Like you and another black girl in that situation, I'm not sure y'all would make it that far. Or come up with such a genius I plan. I said that to myself. I've been like, yep. But y'all really are in that together. <laughs> y'all would have ran. You got to. I would have said, fuck it. I would take that shit to trial. Fuck I it. told my parents. I said, um, I would have been gone. Sorry. <laughs> I would have took it to trial. Fuck that's right. If, if I go to jail, I go to jail. No. Yeah. You don't want to take you that trial. You killed an officer. Yeah. You don't want that charge. You killed a cop. Last but not least, did yeah. you guys expect the movie to end the way it did? Mm, I figured I figured it was going to be some kind of ending. That, I didn't okay. think it was going to be a snitch that ended it, though. I okay. didn't either. I just thought that they were going to get caught. Yeah, me too. And then you, and I I did want to clear this up, man. At the end of the movie, of course, two unarmed people were murdered. You know, what that's saying? that's the part that bothers. But the problem is, the whole movie, anytime they were going to be murdered because they were deemed armed, armed and, and dangerous. dangerous. So once you're deemed armed and dangerous, don't give a fuck if you got a gun or not. That's the permission to to, to shoot. Like I you can kill see, you now. Like she had no clothes on, and what? boots. Yeah. So, so how is she armed and dangerous? So it gives you a glimpse of what what, what happens here in America. Whether it be what no matter how, like I say, Dylan Roof, the Charleston shooter, mm-hmm. is that him? Yeah. yeah. We seen how he got bought in. They got Burger King on And he is so, for sure armed and dangerous. Yeah. But they weren't gonna they weren't gonna kill him. So I mean it just basically that that what, what Lena Wave did with her paintbrush on this movie was excellent. She captured everything that needed to be captured and she got the message out there. So great movie. If y'all haven't uh seen it and you, you like spoilers and you stay tuned, go check it out. It's still in theaters. Uh five ways for me. How many ways you get it? I wasn't gonna give it five, but it's pretty close. You weren't gonna give it five? Nah. Well, it's tough to get five. What was the movie it's that had that five? Tough. What was Gump? the movie that get Forrest exactly. Gump? It's not that tough. If Forrest Gump get five, I Forrest have... Gump doesn't have as many layers. But Forrest Gump, way is more tough. layers. No, Gump, we're not gonna do this. <laughs> uh, shameless plug. Uh, I wrote on Twitter about Queen and Slim, and Lena Waithe liked my tweet. Did you add her? Her intern. Yes. Uh, okay, you added her, and she liked my tweet. Cool. She responded to me. I wrote that Queen Islam was mind blowing and that I loved that the story was brought to life by two women because Melina Matsukas, that director, she's phenomenal. All okay. right, let's run it down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this week, I just wanted to tell everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Here we go again. Black people gotta love black shit. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> I, oh, no, four ways. Four ways. I didn't even give it four. I just said it was pretty close to five. It was, it was just some parts four. in there that I didn't it's like. Five for I agree. Me. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm more of an artistic soul. Bro. You can have your opinion. I know, but now it. I feel like I gave it five because I'm black. Nah, you don't have to give it <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> honestly, the, the 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 crazy take would be if the movie buff comes in here and say, you know, a great movie, but nah, it's, it, it was okay. You, That's the hot take. How many waves did you give uh, Brittany Rachel Ashley does a marathon? Oh, Brittany runs a marathon? Four. 
It's better than so Brittany Rose a marathon. The same? No, no I want to give it five. I want to say like four point eight. That's some better. Stuff that didn't That's say. better. You talked to the nigga that me. said Black Panther did not deserve these accolades. <laughs> yeah, so but you I like to be you. different and problematic. No, because I believe that. Okay. The movie was good. Not the best one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who but said hey, that? That's how it was treated. No, it got more. It was just a great get depiction. The most accolades out of all of them. Yeah, we are it was not. Very we are good story, not a though. movie. It was the podcast, Lion King. So we need to keep going. It was the Lion King. Yeah, the Lion oh, King is not. This week, <laughs> Americans are dying younger. Man, what are you guys doing to take care of your life expectancy? Um, some of those drivers out. are alcohol abuse, drug overdoses, suicides, and a diverseness of organ system diseases. Um, we're down just a year from 78 years, uh, 79 years to 78 years. So, but the midlife mortality rates have increased. So, what are you guys doing to extend your life expectancy? Trying to eat better, work mm-hmm. out, trying to stay stress free, trying not to be, uh, trying to use condoms as much as possible, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, condoms will save your life. Stress is the big one because yeah, mental is. health, you said, I think you mentioned that, that yeah. suicide was also factoring in why the. Uh, the rate, the age is going down. I made a discovery um, about drugs. <laughs> oh. Random thought. I made a discovery about drugs. So a lot of people use uh, drugs to escape, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the only thing about escaping things is that nine times out of ten, you use drugs in social settings. So you get high with somebody, you drink with somebody, you do whatever it is you do, you do it with somebody. And I noticed that as humans, as long as we stay busy, we don't tend to think about things. It's in those moments where now you're getting high by yourself. It's not helping you escape your demons because we all do it sober. When we're by ourselves and we're alone with our thoughts, all we do is think. So when I read about suicide and drug abuse, I'm like, a lot of times you hear about these guys winding up dead using drugs. Suicide or just overdosing could be it because you're, you're trying to get as high as possible, you drink as much yeah. liquor as possible, but you're sitting in, you're sitting alone with these thoughts and they're killing you. And there's, no, there's not no, there's not enough liquor in the world to make you not think about something if you don't have anything else to do. That's true. So I started thinking about that when I was reading. I was like, yo, that is fucking sick. Uh, the Millennium Tour announcement this week, man. Omarion Day was April, November 26th. Shout out to Omarion. <laughs> There will be no B2K on this tour. I yeah. can't. Still I can't no go day to 26. this one. But this is this is come on, man. Always no. what? No day 26. They was they deserve to be there. First they of all, look at the lineup for it's it's that the way for lineup, a reason. No, they added people. They put Sammy in there this time. Mm-hmm. They also put in Soldier Boy because everybody got pissed that he wasn't in the first one. And they've moved some people around. Shit. I think Draco didn't want to be on that shit. No way. I had to let these niggas know <laughs> I am the group. Nigga Otis, they came to see me. Oh, he had the biggest set at the first yeah. Millennium Tour. He had to. They don't, he like, had a, there was a break, and literally he had 15 minutes of his own stuff. Is so it, now isn't he not out. the set? Who got other verses on B2K songs that are popular? Who got other verses besides O? Because I was singing a lot of Fizz. this shit. Lil Fizz, Fizz got has, the verses. Yeah. He got the rap parts. Yeah, Fizz got the best rap parts. parts. But really, it's Omarion. So if, if I'm the, the lead group, singer. Watch how you talk about I'm it. I'm not it's mad true. about it. I just don't understand why Bow Wow's on it. Come on. Really? Yeah. Bow Wow did a whole album together, and Bow Wow got hits. Yeah, Bow I would say Bow Wow ran Wait, the early Wait, Omarion and Bow Wow did an album together? Did I forget yeah, about that? Yeah, Face, Face Off. Off. Ew. Definitely not. They had that song Girlfriend on there. Yeah. Okay, I do Is like Let that Me Hold song. You on there, too? Let Me Hold You was probably... No, Let Me Hold You was a song that got them together. Oh, okay. They did that on Bow Wow's album, but then it was like, all right, let's do a album. 
which was strategic and a good money maker for that time because they were some of the two hottest teen heartthrobs at that time. Yeah. All I have they to say Justin is Bieber. that the Millennium Tour the first time was like a four-hour concert. I'm not doing that again. So all those people that went that didn't get to go last time, y'all can go this time. Enjoy. Because to be honest, maybe it'll be better because B2K was not the best ones there. Yeah, last time, that. like Pretty Ricky that. shut it down. Ying Yang Twin shut it down. Only mm. the Florida girl would like Pretty. First of all, I'm not a Florida girl, but <laughs> but I I did. There's I did a lot. Like, there's a lot of skeletons in Florida, so I'm gonna say you're a Florida girl. I mean, Pretty Ricky probably was the soundtrack for most of it. <laughs> so was Plies. But and either, I'm trying anyway. to imagine you banging Plies. This nigga is. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go bang it right now when I leave. <laughs> Yo, I all right. Know. What happened with Justin Timberlake this week? Oh, and, thank you. and why do I care? I don't know why you would care, but Justin Timberlake was a heartthrob when I was coming up. I always I love his music. <laughs> I love his music. Um, it's my guy. Term heartthrob. I love um, it. But he was he was seen holding hands with um, Alicia Wainwright, who is a um, I guess she's an actress. Who really cares? Justin Timberlake's the only thing important in this situation. Pretty yeah, much. Dang. <laughs> um, and Justin Timberlake's married with, with children. Oh. And. Um, People were saying, oh, is Justin out here cheating on Jessica Bill right now with Alicia? Uh, Justin apologized and said that he was a little drunk and he was getting a little bit too flirtatious with her. And that's something he would deal with with his family privately. Did he say, no, I wasn't cheating? Did those words actually come out of his mouth? Um, no, he just said it wasn't. Mm. He just said he was flirting. Just flirting, cheating. I don't know. Reoccurring. You're but holding hands with another woman in the street and it is photographed? Listen, the last, I'm knocking your ass the last, out. The last time I held hands with uh, when they were in a uh, bar, I think. I don't care. Last time Holding I held hands. hands with a woman in the street, we, I didn't talk to her the next day, so I don't know. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. I don't know. What Love that means. the relevance of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, flirty. Last time I held hands with a woman, I was thinking the whole time she didn't put lotion on today. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> men are trash. <laughs> yo, I was just thinking like, yo, why is she on me? Like, I don't really know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you got my hand all uncomfortable right now. I'll just try to watch the movie. But you know, it is a lot of gay, <laughs> a lot of gay people right here. Thanks for holding my hand. <laughs> That's true. I'm done. Justin Timberlake, if you fixed it with Jessica, then that's fine. It's fine. Definitely. Whatever. Don't let me see it again. Bill Cosby says he will show no remorse when parole comes at in eight years. I'm trying to smoke that Jello, Bill Cosby. I doubt he'll live live that long. But (laughs) you don't think he's gonna live that long? I don't know. Bill, he says uh, he knows his trial was unfair. So he knows the whole thing was a oh, setup. Oh, of course. He said he even the woman who blew the whistle was a part of the setup. He said, "Come on, look at this bitch, huh? Look at her. You think you think I'm raping that? That's what he was saying." This was <laughs> in back the in the day, I read. Yep. He's still in prison teaching the young prisoners about being strong black men in society. In the article that you sent, I think he said he was referring to his uh, uh, his prison cell as a penthouse, and he's saying that he don't he won't let those people see him with his head down. That's what's so. up. What a strong black man. Yeah, man. Shout out Bill Cosby. A strong black man that uh, sexually assaulted white women. Not the black women, though. He stayed married and faithful to his black woman. Yeah. Disney Plus added new content. It's either him or Patrick Patterson. You choose. Nick is our Disney Plus uh, <laughs> our Disney Plus representative. What's um, going on with Disney Plus? Is that Freedom Plus? Oh, no, that's that's Carowinds. Um, so... One of my favorite shows on Disney back in the day is Proud Family. 
And instead of them bringing back all of the old episodes of Proud Family, they are now going to start recording some new episodes, which I'm really excited about. So I'm wondering, I'm, they didn't give us any information except for the fact that it's happening, but I'm curious to think, like, are, is it going to be a continuation or is it going to be one of those cartoons where they're just going to keep them where they are same and they're just going to stay the same time. age and everything? Because it just depends. Sometimes they do it that. really well and sometimes it gets really terrible. Yeah. Like when Doug, remember Doug, when they continued them on into high school or whatever, yeah. and it was like, okay, Rugrats, they did the same All thing. Right. Up. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that those are Nick Leonard shows. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's the point of always doing it and it not being yeah. as That's great. That's like the new That's So Raven. Yeah, I, I heard it's say, okay I though. I heard it's okay, but yeah. it's more so because they were able to get their moms to be. Yeah. The originals, because that's why Girl Meets World was good, yeah. because they were able yeah, to bring in the exact characters so the storyline could continue. Shout out my baby for putting me. But they are gonna have Sugar Mama. Okay then. But it's just a matter of are they gonna get Kyla Pratt? Are they gonna get everybody else? What the hell else is Kyla Pratt doing? I, I don't know this man. And Even who's the dad? What was the, what was the name of the actor that was dad? Uh, he was from Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Where is Kyla Pratt? Probably living I don't my life. Know. I used to have a crush on Kyle. Me too. Oh, I thought that was going to be my baby once I got home, but I never got home. Then I got some money. Who you like over Kyla Pratt? Kyla Pratt or Kiki Palmer? I like Kyla Pratt. Okay, let's check her. Like right now, I'm in love for with For a while, uh, I thought they were the Candace same person. Patton is my uh, Hollywood crush right now. Candace Patton? Yeah. Who's Look that? up. Fine, little joint. Oh, is she white? Nah, she's from The Flash. She played Iris West. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Johnny at a different level. Like, that is Patrick true. Level. He might. Okay. He right. He might not, want, he might not want a bulldog. She's cute. Um, she's five she's four. Four. I should have put that nigga on my team today. America Got Talent. <laughs> Alcid, two hosts. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle Union, who's the other one? Julianne, uh, Julianne Ho. Ho. And what's going Ho. on with Ho. that? Ho. Ho. She might be a Hog. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> what's going on with that? So basically, uh, America's Got Talent is has got a little bit of um, some HR issues because of the fact that apparently Jay Leno was on there a little while ago and made some racist comments about Chinese people. Um, Gabrielle, oh, yeah, it did not sit well with her, so she went to um, the producers and said, "Hey, we need to uh, talk to HR about this. Maybe getting him pulled from the episode completely." They didn't listen. All they did was just cut it out um, of the episode. Um, and because of this, her saying anything created a uh, like a ripple effect and kind of a disturbance amongst the whole show. And they let her go. They did not renew her contract. They didn't fire her, but they also just said, hey, you've been here for your year. Your contract is up. We're not renewing it. Goodbye. Um, and they also did it to uh, Julianne Hogue. I think that's her name. Or is it Huff? Whatever. I think it's Huff. I don't know. doesn't really matter. But they were saying this incident didn't happen with her, but a lot of her issues were the fact that they were very adamant about how she should dress and when she should talk and things like that. Basically doing a lot of... Um, chauvinistic things in which the female um, hosts were what they were allowed to do and what they weren't allowed to do. They did not re-up her contract either based on things that she has um, pushed back on and said. It's Hollywood for you. society trying to push women. Right. And so Gabrielle Union is, is being very classy in this whole thing, but I also appreciate her not changing her story, not going back on what she said. She is just like, this is what happened, and I thought it was fucked up. Nobody said anything, but this is what is happening as a result of that. You can't tell me that you're not going to bring her back um, because of that. There was also another thing where she talked about how she wanted more black 
artists and singers and talent to be on the show and they made a comment producers or something made a comment about how that's not the direction we want the show to go so Gabrielle Union has been like a huge advocate and actually been bringing a lot of of, um, traffic to that show and for her to leave I think a lot of people are going to leave with her well, we shall see. This other woman speaking up, like Jocelyn Savage. She set up a Patreon page to tell it all about Mr. Kelly. Wow. Um, you got to make that money somehow. I'm excited monthly? about that. Ain't ain't that monthly, y'all trying to get the story? Hey, we already got the story. Lifetime gave it to us. Well, at this point, do you believe her? Because that story sounds similar to Lifetime. I believe her. I just don't understand why you always have to make a buck for it. Because the idea is to help other women out there be able to feel comfortable to speak up and now you're trying to make money off of it so now you're telling me that this whole time this is the only reason that you didn't want to speak up is because you were waiting to get a contract or someone to offer you a a billing or check or a partnership enough worth your time well the money is gone i mean he's in jail and that's why i think that it's still true but it just has ulterior motive yeah because now she's trying to make money because she don't know how else to live her life right instead of it actually being can't go work at popeyes and that's what makes me question now like so you think she's gonna send the money to r kelly in jail i don't know if (laughs) she's if if she's brainwashed maybe if she's still there Uh, that's what makes me question that is she fully unbrainwashed and ready to come forward where's the other one is she just come and and good question good question that's a good question she's the one speaking up and her parents haven't said anything because her parents really fighting to get her but i also think her parents have just spent too much time and i think the legal battles are just too much for them so they're just like you do you all right, Johnny, give us that update on Bad Baby and Wolves. Why are there updates <laughs> every week? Oh, he, said, he said that he wanted to give keep us. Oh my gosh! All right, so congratulations first off to Bad Baby, um, Bestie has now been certified gold. This is her I do fourth, like that song. This is her fourth gold uh, single, which is amazing because she's barely sixteen. So good for her. Sign. <laughs> and then whoa vicky is still on the run right now she's got a um, cash app drop she dropped a new song last week she dropped a new song this week cash app the name of the song is cash App. yeah you know what that's about Ugh. cash at me no, i really don't know what that's I'm about not. but I'm, I'm trying to put some context clues in <laughs> yeah yeah you know where you cash it after these hoes folks um but yeah so cash app is the new track she's got out go check it out she's shooting a video for it currently uh, so we should have an update on the video next week. But as far as the fight goes, they didn't mention anything about the fight this previous week. Oh, man. They bet not bullshit. All right, man, before we get to this corner, man, what y'all watching on TV, man? Your boy, your boy needs some, uh, uh, needs some suggestions. Oh, I meant to mention this Godfather last week. of Harlem. I, so then you don't need any more suggestions. True. Finish watching that and damn show. All-American. <laughs> um, but I need to, I want to start something. I'm watching Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. They're like five episodes in. That's pretty what is good. That? It's about this lady who's um, her her uh, only son is going to college, and she's at the house by herself, and she finds this like addiction to porn. And so now she's like trying to have sex with random guys and shit because she's just now started to watch porn in her fifties. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's that called? It's like Euphoria for adults. That's something say. that What's he would that watch. What's that called? Uh, Mrs. Fletcher. Oh my god. Oh HBO. Yeah, it's on HBO. All right, Mrs. Fletcher. Yeah, check it out. I might check that See, out. See, I don't be watching stuff like that. Um, I'm watching The Good Place. Oh, I like The Good Place. I the liked place. it. Y'all told me. Oh, and uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Smith. Last week. 
No. What was that? Good place. I just started watching this like three days ago. Yeah. It's about place? it's got Kristen Bell in it. Basically, she dies and she goes to the Good Place. Oh, he- is and hilarity. Yeah. Okay. And hilarity ensues, but they call it the Good Place. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I tried to start the Mandalorian like y'all suggested. I'll try one more time. Uh, it started off a little slow for me. Really. Uh, yeah. And slow, like you got to pay attention to the dialogue. Slow. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to understand what the fuck going on. Maybe watch episode six and then watch The Mandalorian. Ah, uh, now that I can do, that I, I can mean, do. Yeah, I can do maybe. Um, I just think if you're a true appreciative of, Star I am Wars, watching like All it. American. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get through the. I gotta finish this. Well, they at the mid season finale, which I hear is going to put me in tears. So I'm not in a rush to get to the mid season finale, but that's. Probably what I'm gonna do next is get back into All American. Great show. Um, I gotta watch it now that I know that it's on the CW app. All right, man. Well, thanks for the suggestion. That's all I'm watching. I'm gonna um, play this theme music. Let's do it. Brought to you in part by Miss Nikki and her corner. It's brought to <laughs> in part by me. She produced the track. I got pee. Go pee, Nikki. All right. She was in the studio with. Uh, Eric Benet and uh, who's that white dude that? How about uh, the dude that made this song? Nah, y'all. Yeah. Re- nah, Comet Comet wrote the raps. Y'all produced the track. <laughs> so on the corner today, um, I would like to have a conversation about checking the purity of women's bodies. Ew. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't be an ill. Um, I also would like to semicolon give what T.I. calls hymen gate. So that is what we're discussing because I realized that when that whole thing happened, we kind of like didn't really talk about it. We kind of just let it let it glide through. But I wanted to come back to it because one, you got the resident feminist over here. And two, I'm sitting here with gentlemen who have daughters and this might be something that ends up coming up later and at least you'll be prepared for it and not uh, looking like boo-boo the fool like T.I. So if anybody doesn't know, T.I. went on, uh, I don't know what podcast, he went on another podcast and was talking about um, how he's raising his daughter who's 18 having the sex talk with her. And he mentioned going to the gynecologist with her to check and make sure that her (laughs) hymen is still intact. And this basically created a giant uproar because who does that? And why is he doing that? So many follow-up questions. And the most recent thing that has happened in this whole hymen gate is that he went on to red table talk and talked to Jada and her beautiful mother, um about this whole issue um tiny came with him for some reason i don't know why that's not even her daughter that's actually that is a good question it's a different r&b singer yes i mean i don't really understand why she's on there but then you come to find out part two part two involves her so that's why she's there not because she was involved in this incident um but the biggest thing that people really want to discuss is why is there even a a thing of checking in the purity of women's bodies? Meaning why are men so concerned about women's bodies and if they are considered pure or not? And, um, 
I think T.I. was wrong because he was, first of all, he was talking about his daughter's body in public without her being present. And also there are certain things that should be discussed um, by a woman and not by a man. So we live in a society where a lot of patriarchal things are popping up, but I appreciated the red table talk because they brought things up. So my first question to you is, do you guys agree with T.I.? Do you, was he wrong in what he was saying? I don't agree, but I, I understand what he's doing. What do you understand? I just understand his logic has being someone like I like I said, being a southern man with the ideas and ways that you've been raised, I understand. And just being a man, I understand how you see women. I understand what you don't want for your daughter, and so I understand that can lead to maybe some so you overstepping boundaries that sometimes that you don't feel like are boundaries that you are overstepping because it's your kid. Do you think that it really comes down to it being a Southern versus a Northern thing? I think it comes down to that. And then being a man, because you know, I, I, I don't know anybody who's actually done this or going to do this. Um, my cousins growing up, their father was strict and they were wild. So, but never once did I hear about the hymen. One of the things I've noticed in my lifetime is a lot of parents put their daughters on birth control. That's one thing I know about. I never knew about you checking the purity of your child. Hearing that just made me think that's some rich nigga shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I've definitely heard of parents, you know, just knowing their kid, hey, uh, we're going to put you on birth control at the age of 16. Hey, this, you know, that's, and that's a joint decision between a mom and a dad. It's a preventative thing, I guess. So. What do you think? I mean, I don't agree with what he's doing, mm, but everybody has their methods of trying to prevent. I don't even know what he's trying, trying to, prevent. to prevent. Exactly. Yeah, what is, is he, he trying, trying to, to prevent, prevent? Pregnancy or is he just trying to prevent her from having sex? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I've seen birth control before, and I can agree with that. But sex is just such a, a, a big topic to talk about with your children because we were all that age at one point, and you know that it's going to happen um, eventually, um, and you just want to make sure that they're doing everything right and understanding what they're doing, and that's the tough part because that's what you got to try to get across, but you can't be too controlling with it as well. Did you have the sex talk with your mother? I had a sex talk with my father and it was trash. Okay. Did you, <laughs> you had the sex talk with your mother? Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Just, that was like an open, open conversation. We just had it a lot. Uh, we talked a lot about sex growing up. Do you feel it is something important that should be done with, for lack of a better word, same sex? Like, like, are you planning on having that talk with your daughters way in the future? Mm. And have you had that conversation with your daughter? I would talk to them about it, but I want them to talk to whoever they feel more comfortable with. Okay. I don't want to force it to be me because I might, you might not get the message like you would get from your mother okay. if I give it to you. And I feel confident that she would give the same message I would. Okay. I'm always asking what they have discussed. And if they haven't discussed, then I need, you know, it's an important conversation for a teenage girl to have. And so seeing that my situation, it's just seeing that I, I'm on, on one end of, the, end of the spectrum. I'm in the same shoes as Johnny. But I, if I, if I, if I'm hearing that you haven't even talked about this with your mother, then it's time for me and you to have a discussion. I don't want to do it this way, but I don't. Also, live in a two parent, which is just not me, you and your mom. So you wouldn't wait 
four. Hard to do it. But at, at a certain point, like when I had the discussion, mm-hmm. I felt like, why haven't you had this discussion with your mom yet? Like, mm. you know, we're too far along here. And so now I feel like I need to open up a door to say, hey, you know, you know, this is what's going on. This is going to happen. These, these, you know, this is the decisions you might make. I just need you to know that you can come to me and we can talk if you feel comfortable or you can go to your mother. But I just got to put myself in the loop because I'm not in the household with the mom. So I don't know what y'all talking about. One thing you should never do if you're co-parenting is assume that the other parent is, is discussing things that you would discuss hmm. because that may not always be the case. And although we are co-parenting, we're not having meetings monthly saying, so, well, did you talk to Jordan <laughs> about this? And did you talk to Jordan about that? That's not our discussion. We, we're raising the child and that's pretty much it. So you raise the child on your end and I raise the child on my end. And if something so happens to meet in the middle where I need to contact you for whatever or we need to discuss, then we'll discuss. But on the issues of assuming that y'all had this conversation at home, you should never assume that the other parent has covered a topic that you think should be covered because the other parent could be like, I don't, I don't care. Especially in the, especially in the situation where, you know, the other parent also has a son and, and sons are treated different in society. And the way the son way some people would raise their son is not how I would raise my son. Right. You know, I would raise my son no different than I would have to raise my daughter. I'm not allowing any privileges to you because you're a man, because at the end of the day, the same emotional downfalls that come to women Mm -hmm. come to men as well. I will definitely circle back to that, but I wanted to mention. So during the red table talk, T.I. was talking about, um, understanding that he feels he should be able to go above and beyond to protect his daughter. And he doesn't want any men to come in and destroy the sanctity of his daughter. Um, Do you feel that you should control or protect your daughter's virginity? Do you think that's something that you need to do? Because T.I. feels like he needs, needs to do that. No, I don't think you need to protect it. I mean, like I said, it's going to happen. And then I just try to put myself in. My kids ain't that grown yet, so I don't know how I feel. But I just try to put myself in a situation where it's like I know how it was when I was that age. And young young boys out to get it. And I just want her to be armed with the knowledge to know what know that this. Hey, this is your flower. And giving up your virginity to me, it don't mean nothing as a man. But as a woman, I know it means something to a woman. But why? I don't know. I'm not a woman. I don't but know. I why. personally don't agree with. That. Oh, you don't think it means I nothing? I don't think that a woman's virginity is held up to this high, amazing platform and that men's virginity is whatever. Get rid of it as fast as humanly possible. I don't think that. I think the the whole process in itself of losing your virginity is a big deal. Not necessarily because I'm a woman, but it's because I'm having sex for the first time and it's an intimate thing. So I, I want it to be with somebody who is possibly in the same boat as me and, or somebody who cares about me. So I don't think don't it's think because it I'm way. a woman and I have a flower and I need protected and da, 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 da. No, it's, not it's also because of the fact that I'm going to one that's going to get pregnant and you're not. So I need to be a little bit more level-headed in this whole thing and be a little bit more protected than maybe you need to be. So I think that, like, 
the idea that it was coming up was the fact that he, I don't think T.I. was really thinking about the fact it's like, why are we making such a big deal about protecting uh, a woman's virginity with her and it's your daughter than it is with your son? What? For one thing, society places value on women's bodies. And so, like I was telling y'all before the show, a lot of things get subconsciously programmed into us growing up. It's not that we actually think these things. It's just that it's not that we actually know where these things come from. These things literally just come from programming. It's all programming. You're programmed to believe that as a man, your job is to dominate. You dominate everything. You fuck everything. That is how society has placed you in it. That's society. Now, our own personal beliefs are our own personal beliefs. And, you know, we, we thank God for having those own personal beliefs. But society rules all. So, therefore, he knows that in society, her virginity is coveted. It's coveted even to the fact of if she was captured and she was sold on the black market, she's valuable as a virgin. You're not valuable when you're not a virgin. And that is that goes both ways. Amongst men, you're valuable when your body count is low. You're valuable when you're zero in society. You're valuable when you tell your boys, she, I'm the second dude she's been with. Now you have value. Whether or not you have real value, real personality, real morals, any of that, we haven't even looked that far because in society, all we know is I'm the only other nigga she's been with. And for a lot of guys, that matters. Shit like a Carfax. Ca- exactly. Uh. Case in point, the best man. If you watch that movie, he thought that he was her first. And for any guy getting married out there, that is a great wife. Like, oh, shit, I'm the only dude you ever had sex with. You get what I'm saying? Because it takes a lot of mentally, it takes a lot as a guy with ego to kind of like separate from that. Like, you feel like you're competing against somebody. He's like, I ain't got to compete against nobody. Lo and behold, his his best friend's already hit. His best friend's already fucked her. So it's all a lie. And so it does matter in the sense of society. Now, does it matter to each and every person? Personally, no. But T.I. knowing that in society, how this is viewed, he's doing his best to protect it. As opposed to his son, in society, no one rags on you for, for not having, for, for having a lot of sex as a man. I.e., when I was a virgin, I didn't tell many people. And you then when you tell, as as and then when you tell people, um, you either, you either like what you you haven't done it yet, and it's like how can we get you some? You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's and it goes the same way for women because I know girls have that talk, you know, but they don't say it out loud in society. It's like you ain't fucking as a dude. It's like you need to be fucking everything, and that's how society is pivoting these things. So therefore, like I say, subconsciously. We just do shit that we think is right. So, nah, he, he's definitely wrong. And, and he can't protect her virginity, but I know why you want to. Okay, but in our age of being in our 30s, now you meet a 32-year-old, 31-year-old, 30-year-old virgin. How you feeling about it? She must really love God. I don't believe it. <laughs> you don't believe at all? And but I, we're supposed to, in society, have been taking care so- of our virginity. In society, has a and man, that it's, it's supposed to be something that's... As a man, when you meet that woman that hasn't had a lot of sex, or you meet that virgin, as a man in society, yeah. You, she, she's, she's, yeah. 
if she's honestly a virgin, yeah, you everybody's gonna be like, why don't you get with her? They don't even know what she her personality is, whether she likes the color orange blue. People would look at that and say, Oh, that's a good woman. She ain't been with nobody. I don't think you're a good woman just because you I never don't had either. Sex. I'm just talking about how simple people are sometimes. Uh, okay. People are very simple minded. I don't want no virgin. For but I'm per- personally. <laughs> no, personally. I, I wouldn't either. But you know, you know guys who want one. Yeah. You I do. know guys who worry about their partner's sex count. Yeah. Like that's something they think about. I want an experienced woman. Exactly. I personally. Don't, I don't mind you living life. But you have to have, like, on a personal level, you have to come to terms with what it is in life and be cool with it. And then also understand, like, man, yo, ain't nobody perfect. But there's some people who are just simple-minded and, and, you know, she's a virgin. Got to, you know, got to have that. You know, or she ain't been with one or two dudes. I know some people that was, like, on their list for a girl. Like, a girl that ain't had many partners. And, like, if that's your thing, that is your thing. But like I say, knowing that people think that, that way has a father, you know, you concerned about it now too. And then you know how guys talk about women. That also influences how you parent. So then you, don't you think you should create a different narrative instead of just taking how society has just dubbed women certain ways instead of just trying to change it? What you do personally is what you do personally. You I get guess, what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, um, I, I, I mean, I've done some things. I've said, I'll say, I'll say no two things to protect my daughter because I know how men view things. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been witness to that because I, I just know how men talk about women. But there's certain things that are out of my control, and what you do with your sexuality, that's really out of my control. I would like for you to wait until you find somebody that you want to be with and marry that person, but that's not the reality. You know what I'm saying? That's not my reality. That's not anybody I know. And if that happens, great. But True. I just, like Johnny said, all I can do is equip you with the knowledge. I'm not here to control what the fuck you do. You know, because I can't. I can only control it up until a point. Once you're 18, you're off in this True. world. You got to make decisions. And you got to experience stuff yourself. Exactly. Okay. You can't go off other people's experiences. Exactly. So education is Because she's raised a different way than T.I. was raised. She might not be around those same savage niggas T.I. grew yes. up with. Yes. She go to private that's school more than likely. That's all he has in his and mind. And he's a savage. Yeah. You don't think she was watching? <laughs> but that's the irony of all of this, and that's what people were coming at him for, was the fact that like these dudes that he's trying to protect his daughter from – he was that dude Every at one point. Every savage nigga wants to protect their daughter the same way. Every savage nigga was on his okay. side. Yeah. Because they know the savagery. Like, yeah. you know it. You, you, yo, being a man, that locker room and the way they talk is, it, and, and you have it's to go disgusting. out here. Exactly. It's disgusting. And, and now you got to go out here and raise a female <laughs> in this society. I was at Reds on Friday and I went to the bathroom. This nigga walked in. It's like, they out there today, ain't they, bro? Ew. I was like, I was like, they? Yeah. I was like, yeah, they out there. So they out there doing nothing but just being out there. When you know how, probably. When you know the other side of the coin, you just think different (laughs) about your own kid. You think different. You you don't want your daughter to be they. I mean, but she can't avoid being there. Yeah, she's going to be there. She could be be there just chilling. It could be her birthday. Those girls are probably just there. Wanting to have a good time and he talking about more than yeah, likely. Yeah, and if they yeah. meet a cute nigga in the process, they not mad. One thing I've <laughs> learned, man, you cannot avoid being something. You're always gonna be something to somebody. And True. it's just the way the world is. You cannot avoid you're gonna be you're gonna be a whore to somebody. You're gonna exactly. be a slut to somebody. Like girls gonna, gonna always think you out here fucking around on them if you ain't with them. 
Not all, but most girls could be like, oh, why you ain't pick your phone up? They're going to think you fucking around because you a nigga. And because other niggas have done it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, ah. True. And why can't I not put my phone up? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I need to be yeah. on this motherfucker 24 Why you ignore day? that call? Fuck it, because it's State Farm. I ain't pay their ass this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for participating in the corner. I just wanted to have a quick conversation about it. I'm glad that you guys have a little bit more uh, common sense and reality and not feel like you need to uh, control your daughter's or future daughter's uh, virginity when that time comes. Nah, I hope I don't feel that way. Things will change, though. I'm going to talk about Especially you. once they get, like, breast and butt, it's over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad. You gotta, you gotta do a lot of heavy breathing. And <laughs> be ready to t- take your emotions out of it or pass that shit to to the mom so the mom can have the conversation. I think if it gets to for me, if it gets to a point where I can't talk, I just say, "Hey, she told me." And this. don't speak about it on pu- in public. Please. Can y'all talk I'm about? Definitely it? talk about it on my personal blog. No, nah, it was some things he was <laughs> mentioning about the hymen and the period. It's just things that you know, men is like ah, you know, it, that it's we hard. don't understand. Yeah, and, and you don't need to be talking about. It's really hard when it's just you. It's really hard when you don't have a woman there to say, "Hey, man," you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. have anybody checking, so it's even harder. He actually got a wife there. It's hard when you don't have anybody there. So. You definitely got sometimes you there's a lot of things with raising girls. You might want to defer to mom like, hey, had a conversation. I didn't really know how to respond. This is the information I got. Maybe y'all could talk about it, please. And just let me know how it go. Yeah, so I do see that he is remorseful and does seem to want to be more educated. And he has now learned. He claims he was very, very much not understanding what the big deal is. But now he is, which I appreciate. Um, I am very sad that um, the daughter did not speak out. Um, but I also think that she really... Yeah, I think she got off social media for a little bit. Yeah, I think she really just wanted it all to go away because I agree with her. Like, you're talking about me personally, so I'd rather you just, everyone to just stop talking about it. And I'm glad that she's not out there having to go defend herself. She shouldn't have to defend her virginity, whether it's there or not. Like, who cares? So... Alright, well thank you Miss Nikki for that corner uh, If you guys want a topic featured on the corner Hit Miss Nikki up at kickashitpod At gmail.com Or you can hit her up at Miss Nubuji on Instagram uh, We got awards Anything's possible Anything's possible Alright, real quick, real nigga of the week is going out to North Carolina's own Aaron Smith don't know the name of the app, but he created a dating app where he's the only guy you can swipe on. That's right, Stop lady. Stop it. Aaron's app. So <laughs> you get on that app, you swiping left to the same dude and right to the same dude. But how? I think it was something like Chooser or Twizzer. It was some bullshit, man. You can just Google Aaron oh Smith's app and you can find it. But shout out to him, man. Real nigga move. He just said it was too many options out there. So I deleted, you know, I, I cut straight to the chase. I'm the only option. Who's, di- who's downloading this app? Desperate females. Oh my god! And desperate niggas who keep saying it ain't working right. That's <laughs> bro. Why ain't no here? <laughs> All right, man. Dunce medal. All right, Dunce goes to a 15 year old white teen in Idaho. Uh, yo, these white kids out here tripping once again, but black kids don't laugh because y'all spoiled asses is catching up. Uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Addison Trenton's her name. She was dared. She was at Chick-fil-A with her homeboys and homegirls. She was dared to get into a um, a car seat, oh, no, a high chair that probably fits oh, a 60-pound no. kid. So she got in. Her ass couldn't get out. And they had to call the fire department to come cut, cut her, her out. out. Oh, 
She said she was so embarrassed that she didn't want to talk to the local the, new, the local news afterwards. I wouldn't want to have. That's either. hilarious. I hope again? they got pictures. Addison Trent. Addison, you are a dunce. Somebody got that picture on Instagram. Oh, they got the video on Instagram of her trying to get out. Oh no. God damn it. All right, man. Miss Nikki, person of the week. Person of the week is Richard Sherman, who currently plays for the 49ers. Uh, he donated uh, about $7,500 to a middle school in Santa Clara, California to help cover students' lunch debt. Um, lunch debt. Oh, you know about that. I do. And it's becoming a really big thing because a lot of schools are no longer qualifying for all their students to have free lunch, which is really important because a lot of students, that's the only time that they get to eat. But now they're accruing all of this debt because they don't have the money to pay for the daily fees of student lunch. Um, It really does. And this is not the first time that he's done it before. Um, Earlier this year, his foundation in Tacoma, Washington, donated $20,000 to um, several schools in that public school system to um, go towards meal debt. So this is something that's happening all over the country. It's definitely happening here in North Carolina. We got families at schools, even the school I work at, that struggle with being able to pay for student lunch, and they have to apply and qualify for free lunch. That's when crazy. just two years ago, our schools were all free lunch um, if they qualify with a certain percentage of students who are lower income. So now our government is trying to take away that funding. So where parents are just going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Always taking money from poor people and never looking at these billionaires. Exactly. Who wouldn't miss so the money these kids don't these have kids. money to eat. That's what's up, man. Shout out to what? Richard Kaepernick for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're going to dive into this movie minute, man. Jukebox, man. Go ahead. So we already talked about Queen and Slim, and we already gave a wave review. I knew we were going to do that. So I was like, let me bring up another movie for this. And I brought up The Irishman, which is now streaming on Netflix. All right. Netflix is, I think it's their biggest biggest budgeted film ever. Um, it's the biggest budget for the director, Martin Scorsese. That's I the mean, biggest budgeted film he's ever had. Look who's in it. And it's got an all-star cast. It's the first time we get De Niro and Pacino in a movie together. Um, it's a pretty much gangster, Italian, Irish, um, all those white mobs and mafias that ran um the country back in the early uh 60s and um it's about uh, a hitman who basically followed jimmy hoffa around jimmy hoffa was an influential person in getting people elected back in the day um it's about a hitman and basically follows his life from the late 50s up until the 70s on these people that they killed influential people that they killed um and how they influenced elections and how they influenced which businesses got loans and things like that Damn, yeah that shit is good. they was really real they was really running shit like the mafia was really running shit back in the day um the actors in there, like I said, Robert De Miro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Ray Romano, fucking Jim Norton's in there. Ashton Bronson, what's his name? Ashton Action Bronson, the rapper. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, okay. That's a lot of good uh, actors in that shit. 
um, I can understand why the budget was so high because it was a lot of people you had to fucking pay. And Scorsese ain't cheap either. Mm. Right. I was thinking most of the budget went to the top, what, like four actors yeah. and then him. Yeah, I bet De Niro Pacino probably split $20 million I can't alone. even imagine how much Joe Pesci's getting paid. Yeah, too. he's getting paid because they had big roles, too. It wasn't like they were minor roles. These mm-hmm. guys got big roles. But it was cool to see all of them in a movie together um, because they're all getting old. But they always been like in The Godfather or and Scarface. And they're still scary. Yeah, definitely. They're still scary. Definitely. And I think... Um, I don't know. Like Robert De Niro did a good job. I think he'll get nominated, but I think Pacino could win an award for best supporting actor. He killed it. I want to see it. Yeah, Pacino killed his role as Jimmy Hoffa in here. Oh, there was something on Twitter that I just retweeted that um, they said that you could watch the movie like in parts. Oh, maybe in episodes. That's my only thing from this. I'm like, huh. If I could split it up into three, or if they would have did a part one, part two, and part three, Mm because it's three and a half hours long. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna so do I that. split it in two and I was like I'll split it into uh, two movies um, but yeah I think everybody should go check it out um, I could definitely see it winning some awards this year okay Netflix huh. to me and I'm, I'm really thinking about it I think it might be the best movie I've seen this year word uh, but I could be a, a what is it creature of prisoner of the moment, yeah, prisoner of the moment. Uh, but it's a really good movie I would watch it again um, with that being said it's not quite five ways. So I'm going to put it up there with Queen of Slim, about 4.8, 4.9. Is the length what makes it not five? Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. The length is a little bit too long for How me. How many times your ass fell asleep trying to get through that motherfucker? I didn't. I watched it during the day. So <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you got to be did. bright and early. Yeah, but you have to be focused, too. You can't be having back conversation because you got to figure out, like, oh, he crossed attention. this guy. I remember this guy from earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and now he's back. All right, I might do that. But, yeah, if you like niggas getting capped, like, no questions <laughs> asked like, like no questions asked like just popping a nigga in the head and leaving Ooh. this is what you need to watch right. the mafia don't play with a revolver too not none of that new shit alright well hey that was the Irishman go check that out on Netflix listen this has been episode episode 82 of the Kickin' Shit Podcast Johnny where can they find you at on social media J-U-K-3 B-O-X-J-O-H-N Waters Twitter and IG what about you Miss Nikki uh, Miss New Bougie, M-I-S-S-N-E-W-B-O-U-R-G-I-E. And it's your boy Jump. It was at Instagram and Twitter, right? Yes. All right. And it's your boy Jumpman Jones. You can find me at Soul Train Company on IG and Soul Train Co. on Twitter. Uh, we running late, man. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Y'all have a great Monday. Y'all have a great week. And we're going to talk to y'all next week. Daddy, are you on the radio?